0: It's a half pint film, bitch Rambo 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 Hey Rambo Gaso Gaso Get real bun nigga my track Rambo 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 Get <laughs> her Gass-o, Gass-o.
1: going Rambo All my nigga Rambo phone going Rambo 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 Rambo, Rambo, Rambo,
2: Rambo, Rambo. Yeah Dude, there's a backstory to that. It's here. It. So last week, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, we started this podcast. Yeah, we, uh, we deleted, the, we didn't. The computer deleted the first one we recorded. It's devastating. So we started talking about Gas House Smitty, and you were, you were infatuated with him.
0: Well, my name's Smitty.
2: Yeah, it's so the other same
0: name. Yeah. And, you know, really what we needed was a producer.
2: It we're try- the offer's we were, still out there.
0: We were yeah and yeah no and that's why we played uh, his song. We're pretty sure we're gonna get hit up with some copyright infringement. Um, yeah. we're gonna be served papers at our respective jobs, mm-hmm. maybe as early as tomorrow. Yeah,
2: but at least Gas House gets a shout out. Shout out. So Gas House Smitty, you hear this? We need a producer for our show. You can sit in the corner. I mean, you don't sit in the corner. You can sit by us.
0: Yeah, we went on and on last week. You guys should have heard that episode. We went on last week. Um, I think we should coin that as our lost episode. And yeah, the maybe lost if episode. we maybe if we hit it big, we'll have rabid fans out there that one day these people that get smart enough to invest in cryptocurrency and know how to write code, you know, those types, yeah. they'll be able to somehow go up into the cloud um and find, and it. find our lost episode. And you'll all see, you'll see.
2: You'll see what Smitty does.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I miss that, man. Uh, no, so my name is Cameron. Um, you call me Cameron. That's how it goes. We got Smitty here. Um, we got to come up with a name, man, because that's our. I think that's been our biggest deal. Is we've been kind of juggling with some name ideas. Now, I've got ideas. You got ideas. But I think it's time we need to we need to solidify this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Before we get to that, um, we are taking applications for a producer. Yeah, we are. Uh, you can email me. Um, you can email me. It's a very long email address. You can you can. Actually, we need to make a Twitter account, Cameron.
2: Yes, we're going to make a Twitter account.
0: We're going to make a Twitter account, and and we will decide that once we decide on the name of our show. It yeah. <laughs> will be the name of our Twitter account. Um, and you can reach out to us. We need a producer. Your job would be to sit in to fetch us beers, mm-hmm. maybe cookies. We're sitting in your mother's living room right now. There's yep. tons of snacks. Toss I snacks. see cookies right there. I made
2: those last night. That was me. I see non bread. Well, that's been—I wouldn't eat that. That's been—that's easily six months been sitting there.
0: And that shouldn't be a, your duty as the host to tell me that. You're hosting this show. I know. We need a producer to tell me what to eat and, and what, what not to eat. To eat. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's what we're looking for: somebody who can <laughs> just monitor our mic levels, tell me if the non is bad, tell me if the cookies are good. That's what we're looking for. Play here. some drops. Play some drops. You know, there's one right there. Like that. Does that sound hard? That sounds cool. Maybe I have to turn it up a bit, though. Turn it up, crank it up, crank play it another up one. There we you. go. Yeah, now that's what we're looking for. If you think you can do that, then uh, tweet us, or or um,
2: we'll pay you in hugs, but like not good hugs. I'll just pay like you side try it in Trident
0: layers. Trident layers, mm-hmm. dude. Is that still around? I wish somebody paid me in gum. Is that still around? We're about to find out. Our producer's <laughs> about to find out. Um, also, last episode, you voiced. Serious displeasure with Simone Biles. No, we're not getting into that
2: again. No, I did not. You made that up. You were
0: saying some awful, awful things. No, I
2: was not. And honestly, thank God that
0: that episode got lost because we would have gotten canceled. Simone is an angel. Day one. She's an angel. An angel? She quit on her country, Cameron. No, you're saying the displeasurable things about Simone. I'm just saying the truth. (laughs) No, um... I would like to get into that one day because we need to we need to dissect
2: it. We need to dedicate like a segment of an episode where we can research and really get through the bottom of what went through. Because Olympics are over now. Yeah. It's football season, but we we need to still dive into that.
0: Yeah. We need to do a deep dive on Simone Biles and figure out just what in the hell went wrong in Tokyo. I like that. Maybe that's the name of the (laughs) What went wrong in Tokyo. (laughs) Sounds like the name of your album in like 10 years. (laughs) What Um, went wrong in Tokyo by Cameron Ops. (laughs) So, yeah, we do need a name. We need a name. This is officially episode one, um, and I I don't like doing shows without a name.
2: I don't either, but I've got ideas, and you had ideas, but I feel like we came up with a pretty good one
0: okay. a few weeks ago. Uh, but we let, just
2: need to know whose name goes first, and that's the
0: hardest part. Because you know, Well, no, 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 no. no I'm, not, I'm not dead set on that. I don't like Oh, that. you're not? No, 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 no. Do you have some
2: ideas that you wrote
0: down? I got three ideas. Okay, here we go. Do, you, do we have a drum roll?
2: Not, not programmed yet. We'll program one for next time. We have that. I'll
0: take it. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop.
2: I was trying to get it kind of a drum roll, but I didn't actually work. actually
0: try to do it. See if you can go fast. Enough. There it is. All right. Soft core action. Okay. Just let it let it marinate out it's there for a little while. Man, it's marinating. Not good.
2: Well, it's all right. Continue.
0: It's not good. That was my least favorite. Okay, I'm glad. I
2: don't know. I don't know, I I don't know so if we could actually do a show
0: called Softcore Core Action." Um, I don't know how we would market that. I don't yeah, know. Um, really, why we would call it that either? You know, but it's either. it seems like something that you know you throw it out there in today's day and age, it could pick up a little steam. Yeah. And bef- next thing you know, we're trending. Yeah. And that's really all we're trying to do. Yeah. We're trying to be trending. Yeah. Next. I'm ready for next. Can oh, I- you want another
2: drum roll? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see if we can find something. That's not the drum roll.
0: That's probably for the first one. That, for was, the first that name. was for the first name. Okay. Two turntables and two microphones.
2: Oh, gosh. I kind of like soft core better than that one. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was, that
0: was for the last one. This is, this is my favorite one. The Last Thing We Need. That's the name of the show. Welcome back to The Last Thing We Need. Dude. You know? Dude. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. The Last Thing yeah, We I'm Need.
2: I'm Cameron, and I'm submitting. <laughs> we're but. not going to talk like that, <laughs> but... <laughs> the Last Thing We Need. And then we can... Dude, because you can still incorporate a lot of things with that, because we're going to talk sports, we're going to talk real-life stuff, and so we can incorporate everything. The Last Thing We Need we come up with some stuff at the end. Last thing we need is for everybody not listening to this. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: That's right. That's the last thing we need. It's the last <laughs> thing we need. Because we will not be trending at that point. We will not. The last thing we need. The last thing we need. I would say if I was seriously throwing names in the hat, that's what I would put in
2: there. Yeah, and then we can make merch with uh, hats that have
0: the uh, the
2: initials of that. So T-L-W-N. Mm-hmm. I had to use my brain right there for saying
0: People love initials. Yeah, man. So Everyone make knows hat. that. I'll get hats made tomorrow with that. What are your ideas? Uh, well, not that.
2: Uh, not that last one. Well, that would
0: be crazy if it was the exact same thing. Yeah.
2: Um, I thought it was going to be like the Hobbs and Smitty show. But honestly, I'm not against uh, what you said the last one of. <laughs> I the last like thing that. we need? Yeah, I kind of like that a lot.
0: Okay. I kind of liked it too. I thought about it today and I was like, man, that's the last thing we need. Son Dude, of a bitch.
2: There it is. I think we
0: should go with it.
2: I don't know any other podcast named The Last Thing We Need.
0: I don't I don't either. I don't know anything named that.
2: All in favor, say aye. 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 Had the time of my life. No, that was crooked. Oh, dang it. We need to want this one. Yes. And that's what we want. The yeah. Last Thing We Need podcast, episode the one. the last thing we need? Pilot, baby. Pilot.
0: Episode one. If you find uh, the lost episode in the cloud somewhere, listening to this 25 years later, Once we're all in apocalyptic hell, Mm -hmm. that was probably the Hobbs and Smitty show.
2: Yeah, that was the first episode of that one, but this one's going to be better. We're going to do better on this.
0: this. This is the last thing we need.
2: This is it. And cue intro music to the last thing we need, but we don't have those yet. We'll get there.
0: No, we could play. See, that's another thing I was thinking about. We could play... Your songs, because they're yours.
2: Yeah, and I won't get in trouble for copyrighting my own stuff.
0: Why? You're you. And I said I won't, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I thought you said you would.
2: I, I know a song we played too. We could just do, like, the big guitar solo from uh, My Kind of Fix, and that's, like, a great intro, or we
0: could do, like, the Yes. Big, yeah. And honestly, we could even do it like a radio show. Yeah. You know, it might take us a little while to uh, to build up some artists that let us use their yeah. their music. We
2: just feature new artists
0: each show, But intro. like, you know, we're, we're kind of going to break it down just to give you, the listener, um, a, an insight into what we're going to do. We're going to go a little bit segment by segment. We're going to yeah. have four, five, maybe even sometimes six things that we talk about in yeah. a show. And, you know, I'm thinking maybe in between two or three of those or maybe maybe one of those, depending on what music we have, that we are licensed and able to play. Mm-hmm. We can throw those in there and, and kind of almost do it like a little radio show.
2: Yeah, I'm in. And, you know, our segment's going to vary. So we're going to have we're gonna talk sports. We're going to talk real-world stuff. I mean, y'all just, you know, bear with us and, and enjoy. That's okay. The, that's the biggest thing. Um, So my name is Cameron. That's Smitty over there, um, for those who don't know us. We'll have a Twitter page up soon, so you can give us a follow, give us a like, give us a share. Tell your mom and them. That's what I always say. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't even know. You know, I think we could save it for another day to get into how we met each other. I think we should just jump right in.
0: Yeah, we should jump right jump in. Right it's in. not that cool of a story. We're just, yeah, just we met it. each other kind of like how everyone else meets everybody in the world. We yeah, social mutual setting. Mutual friends. Yep, social you know, setting. Found out we were the most kick-ass people in the room and mm-hmm. said, want to make a podcast? And you go, that's the last thing we need. I do know up next, we are going to be talking about Hard Knocks. It was episode one last night. Football season is nigh upon us. We have Hard Knocks again. That, to me, that's better than the preseason.
2: Oh, watching Hard Knocks? Yeah. Oh, I can't stand the preseason because it doesn't matter. But now that, you know, my boys are on it, because it's kind of like you. You know, you you had the Browns on it a few years ago. For those who don't know, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. Um, He's a huge Browns fan. I, uh, I also support the Browns because I'm a Sooner fan, and Becker Mayfield went there. But... When I, you know, I think you can relate to me on this. When your team is on hard knocks, that's huge because you can get, like, I don't feel like I was able ever to get in depth with a team more than I am now to really see behind the scenes. You know, like you see little things here and there, you hear inklings, but when you see it, see it, it works out well.
0: I agree. I agree. And I mean, I got to watch the Browns on hard knocks yeah. a few years back, and that was pretty, uh, pretty fun to do.
2: What'd you think about Hugh in, in, uh, that, did that really show you that he wasn't that great in Hard Knocks, or did you like him a lot because of that?
0: It really didn't have to go that far to show me that Hugh Jackson wasn't that great. Yeah. I know that was – I think the year before that season of Hard Knocks, he went 0-16. That's
2: true, and he went and jumped in the river. or the, To wash away the, the sins lake. of his
0: yeah. ill-coached team is what that was all about. So, you know, for – for me, it didn't take hard knocks to determine whether or not Hugh Jackson was a good coach. Um, and to be honest with you, after seeing episode one of Hard Knocks with the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. I don't think I'm going to have to need a whole lot more context to determine if Mike McCarthy is a good coach. Really? Mm-hmm.
2: You didn't like the mojo moments?
0: The mojo moments? Yeah, Are you man. kidding me, dude? <laughs> Like, I get it. I get it. I know what the guy's trying to do.
2: Yeah, he's trying to pull them together.
0: And honestly, the mojo moment, not bad um, in terms of situational awareness. The mojo moment is essentially, if you watch episode one of Hard Knocks, you'll see Mike McCarthy, he brings the team together in one of these team meetings, and he shows an episode or, or, or a clip from Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Yeah. And... It was the clip where they're trying to, fi- Dr. Evil is trying to figure out what Mooju is. Yeah. And the whole team is laughing like they had never seen anything funnier in their life, which I thought was odd. Yeah. Like, look, I get it. You know, but it's one of those things where it's like a treat. You know, like if you're at school or if you're at work and you get your boss or your teacher shows you something funny, it does make it funnier.
2: Oh, for sure, because you don't expect that out of them. It's like when he smashed watermelons last year.
0: Yeah, yeah, Gallagher style. Yeah, man. Uh, that was freaking dumb, too. And look where that got him.
2: We A quarterback was hurt. We had a defensive coordinator who I knew beginning of the season when hearing him talk about him after what he – I mean, you saw where – I don't even want to mention his name. Our defensive coordinator from last year, coming from the 49ers and doing absolute jack.
0: Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan. I think he came trash. from the Saints, didn't he?
2: Yes, but he used to coach the 49ers, and his defense was ranked everywhere he went. defenses was ranked horrible. So we brought him in. Oh, he's going to change culture. Of the Cowboys? No, no way, no way. But mm-hmm. now we got Dan Quinn, and I like Dan Quinn coordinator, but I like Dan Quinn head coach.
0: Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. But no, no, I, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to get to Dan Quinn.
2: Okay, okay so, so Dan on, Quinn. okay. so we're hard. Okay. So,
0: so Mike McCarthy is where we're at here. Yeah, yeah. The Mojo moment. He shows this clip from Austin Powers. They're talking about what Mojo is. He cuts it off. The team's laughing their balls off for whatever reason.
2: Not Amari. Amari did not find it funny at (laughs) all. I didn't notice that. Amari (laughs) was just... He was, like, so confused.
0: (laughs) Stone cold just sitting in there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and a Mojo moment is essentially where at any given point in time during the practice day, Mike McCarthy will get on the loudspeaker over the mic of the entire camp and say, offense, defense, line up, get on the ball... And he basically says, "All right, we got a minute 18 left. You're on the 18 yard line. You got to score. Here's the it's situational football. Yeah, you know, which I think that is cool. Like I like that. I think that's a good skill, a good little drill to run. I just think the way that he resonated with the team and the way that he tried to connect with them was out of touch. He could have done
2: something more modern.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't seem like he's got his finger on the pulse. He just, I don't think him and Dak." Have a good relationship. You don't think so? No. And Dak, it's funny, the way they started that uh, episode, Dak said he had a second surgery. Yeah. That he never told anyone about, and we didn't know about that last year. I
2: knew about it. They 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 announced it, but they said it was to clean it up. In December, they announced it. I remember it. They said Dak Prescott, they came on the ticket that we listened to in Dallas, and they said Dak Prescott had a... Uh, had a second surgery, but they found it out in January, but it was in December, so it came out a few weeks later. But he, they had a second surgery. To, I think they said clean it up, but it probably was more than clean it up.
0: Probably. Um. I. I don't know. I wasn't. Wor- I wasn't. Uh, aware of that when it happened. Not yeah. that I'm like following super close. Like if he had a second surgery mm-hmm. or whatever. But I thought it was interesting the way that he he phrased it in the beginning of Hard Knocks that. Um,
2: they weren't supposed to know about it. Yeah, it was yeah. kind
0: of under wraps. Yeah. and you kind of follow the Dak story a little bit into episode 1 and it mm-hmm. didn't take long for Dak to be injured again
2: it's a shoulder strain man
0: it is a shoulder strain it is a is a lat strain is what he he's. he's already throwing again though he's already throwing again but he had to be kept off the field he didn't like that he did not like that he didn't
2: like that they limited him limited him the day before he got that shoulder strain cuz remember Mike in the in the in Hard Knocks goes What's he at? They said 500, some number, 500 Yeah, he asked so,
0: what's his GPS. Yeah, what is that? It's some metric that they use. It's is it? some kind of data point that they've, it, it's probably like QBR. Oh, uh, is that you what, you okay. You no, know, yeah. not, not QBR, but I'm saying yeah. like it's an acronym for something. Yeah. That, they said like, they need to take it down. It indicates how much workload he has during the course of the day.
2: Yeah, well, they said they need to take it down, and I've never heard so many F-bombs in my life about not playing. That just shows you his passion, though, mm-hmm. I feel like.
0: Yeah, he did seem kind of like a sourpuss about it.
2: Oh, he 100% was. Yeah. But then when they took him out for his injury, you know, he's just standing out there, and McCarthy comes over and says, hey, go back to locker, go, go get treatment.
0: Yeah, he goes up to the trainer, McCarthy does, and he says, hey, what's the benefit of having Prescott out here? Yeah. Why is he still on the field? Why have we not started treatment on him? He's our starting quarterback, and he's just sitting his ass out here all yeah. day. Well, let's go. Let's get something done. He goes up to Dak and tells him that, and Dak's pissed about it. The whole time during that day of practice where Dak is being held out but sitting there, he's just bitching to Will McClay and to the backup yeah. quarterback, Garrett Gilbert, saying, F this, I wish I could be in there right now. I've sat out long enough, blah, 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 blah. Like, And yeah. I was like, I was kind of looking at it like, yeah, I know you're passionate and everything like that, but...
2: Didn't it? Isn't it kind of... It
0: came across really weird to me.
2: Did you see where McCarthy went up to him and goes, what you need is a mojo moment. He goes, I'd do anything to be playing right now. And he goes, oh, no, I'm just busting your balls, man. McCarthy said that, I'm like, Probably not the best move, Mike. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of fun. He was just trying to bust his balls. I get where Mike's coming from. But Dax is pissed because he's been sitting out so long. He's want to play.
0: I don't think McCarthy is the man. And I remember he was an option for the Browns to hire yeah. when they were getting their new coach. They ended up hiring Kevin Stefanski, were coach you, of
2: the year, coach of the year. Dude.
0: And I'm glad they didn't hire McCarthy. Because were you
2: about McCarthy for a second? I was. Though?
0: I was absolutely. I wanted him. I thought he was the guy. And after seeing him not only coach last year, but seeing him through episode one of Hard Knocks and kind of how things are going and. Um, I don't believe he is the guy.
2: Let me stop you right there. Because I want to... I feel like, first off, I'm going to take a I'm gonna take a hunch here and say... And I could be completely wrong. I could be super wrong. But I'm going to say by the end of Hard Knocks, you're going to have a different perspective on Mike McCarthy. We're one episode in. One episode in. You might have a better perspective of him by the end of this. Also, I want to say that you can't take what happened last year. I know the Browns did great. That's great. But you've got to think... Any team, it was anybody's to win. And the Browns going to be good this year. Don't don't think I'm, I'm knocking the Browns. But we'll get to that. You look at last year, no OTAs. You have a huge OTAs. You have a brand new coach with no OTAs. And I know Stefanski did Stefanski things, but no OTAs, limited training camp, no preseason games. You just jump in, and you got a new system. We had really bad. We, we played really bad. We lost some guys. And Dak was having a, having a hell of a year starting off, even though we weren't winning like we should have the first few games. We were starting to kind of – and the Browns crapped us, you know. But we almost came back against the Browns. You think about it. It was a close game for a second. But, you know, you can't take last year. Oh, I mean, it's I, I feel like we're going to learn a lot more this year about the season of certain teams than we would last year. Like, for instance, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. We'll learn more about them this year than we could have last year. Because it's new. It's all, everybody's had a long time to to get their stuff together. And so you take guys in, like, you know, teams that get the OTAs and you have their new quarterbacks, new rookies and stuff that kind of learn their stuff. I feel like people are going to play a little better this year than last year. You have a lot cleaner games.
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely OTAs and training camps and mini camps and stuff like that. They're going to help. Yeah. But through the but year, it's still, everyone was on the same playing field, you know, and there were, like, six new coaches in the league last year. And people got
2: better throughout the year, so, like, Browns got better throughout the year as they, I mean, they were winning games, so they got, everybody improved throughout the year, but you gotta think, we would have improved, too, and, and Cowboys did improve throughout the year, but they didn't have their quarterback. You lose a quarterback like that, we had Andy Dalton, you really, I mean, you saw what he did for Cincy the last four years, he, he's not gonna be the guy in Chicago, they drafted a quarterback over, I mean, you can't, and we had three different quarterbacks start with three different weeks. You know, and so we had freaking Ben
0: DiNucci I mean, start. I start. All, all bets are off when you lose your starting quarterback. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying my impression. I, I mean, who knows? Yeah, you're, 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 I might be
2: defending a, a guy that's not worth defending right now, but I just want to say let's just see what happens the rest of this time, the rest of Hard Knocks. Maybe you'll have another perspective on him. and guess let's, let's give him a chance. And, you know, by the end of Hard Knocks, we'll come out and be like, well, shit, or hell yeah,
0: you know? Well, then why even have a show? What, Hard Knocks? If we're just going to wait and see what happens. Oh, no, wait, I'm just I'm saying. I'm giving you my take after episode one. Know, after episode just, one. Just keep,
2: I'm just, I'm not, I'm just saying keep an open mind.
0: All right.
2: That's all I'm asking. Keep I, it open yeah, mind. Yeah,
0: I will. And um, after episode one. It's not great. I don't think that him and Dak have a great relationship. And this is all, I mean, what what did they probably filmed? Uh, 400 hours to yeah. get that one <laughs> hour of film. You know what I mean? So it's it's very selective in what they decided to yeah. show. But I don't believe in what they showed. They showed a great relationship between Dak and Mike McCarthy. Yeah. Um, I think also Dak has a legitimate injury. I think I would be worried sick if I were a Cowboys fan. And what are you about to say?
2: I just got a notification. Dak Prescott getting MRI on shoulder. So it says, Cowboys quarterback says he's undergoing another MRI for right shoulder strain suffered during training camp. Wow. But that that, they just... Again. Oh, yeah. It could be a
0: safety MRI to see if he's ready safety to go. Safety MRI. Those well, happen all the time. <laughs> No,
2: just an MRI to see if he's ready to go. If he's yep. ready to roll.
0: Could be. Could be. They probably wouldn't be reporting it right now if that were the case.
2: But do you think he's... What do you think? He's torn something?
0: Uh, he could. Yeah, could. I mean, dude. I mean, you you heard uh, Jerry. I thought that was a funny moment. Jerry was on the um, phone with the trainer. So, after the, the injury had taken place and Dak had to sit out that one day of practice, I want to say Jerry, it looked like just due to the fact that he was eating breakfast. Yeah, he's a um, big breakfast guy. It looked like it was the morning, and this is how he was starting his day. He made a call to Jim Maurer, mm-hmm. the trainer, the head trainer for the Dallas Cowboys. And he was speaking with Jim Maurer, and he said, hey, what's the deal with Prescott? And Maurer said, um, you know, I've talked with the head trainer of the Rangers yep, and the Yankees, and this is a throwing injury, and these things need time. They need time to heal, and we definitely don't want to get out there and overwork him too quickly because then you could run a risk of it not healing, yeah. you know, and, and they didn't go too into detail of the science of anything like that, mainly because the fact it's Jerry Jones, and he sure as hell isn't a doctor, yeah. you know, considering the fact that he was sprinkling salt all over his sausage. Did you Did see how much salt food? he put on that breakfast, that dude? That was unbelievable. That was
2: a lot of salt. I, I was hoping somebody else
0: saw that. That was a lot of salt. He had a glass salt, <laughs> salt shaker, and he sprinkled it over a sausage McGriddle.
2: Dude, that was a lot of salt.
0: I thought that was a pretty baller move. Like, I mean, when you're that old, man. not give a F.
2: When you're that old, I mean, that's just... It. Hey, man. Sodium. Let's get it. Someone
0: did the math on Twitter uh, earlier today, and it was something like he was 1,000 milligrams over what a normal adult male should have in terms of sodium <laughs> just on that meal. In one day, he was a 1,000 over just in that one breakfast. (laughs) But, you know, dude, it's it's legit. I mean, seeing McCarthy's disappointment when that injury news came to him. Yeah. And the disappointment in Dak and the worry of everyone because they were so excited to get him back. And then now this, I wonder what this is going to look like. This will be... Um, displayed in Hard Knocks, it's somewhat filmed in live time.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of I'm I'm trying to read some stuff up on it.
0: <clears throat> Don't worry about reading it right now. We'll 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 get to it next episode if we have to. Yeah. All we know is Prescott. He might have some shit going on. Um, man,
2: but come on, you gotta think about it. If you go to the doctor, right, and you have something wrong with you, what you're gonna do? You're gonna go get an MRI. Well, now are they gonna want to do another MRI to see if it heals or another X-ray? Yes. Yeah. So. Let's do another MRI and see if it heals. We'll see. I'm just trying to keep half full right now, man. I'm yeah. freaking out, but I'm half full.
0: Yeah, yeah. Keep that thing half full. I get it, man. Thank you. I appreciate I it. I get it. But for the sake of the show, don't be a homer.
2: I'm not going to be a homer. <laughs> next segment. Let's move Let's move into the next segment.
0: Well, uh, I also wanted to mention real quick before we moved on to the next segment, um, and we will play, moving on to the next segment, we will play your your hit single, Hell of a Life. Oh, gosh.
2: Here we go. But... Uh,
0: <laughs> So we mentioned the Egg McGriddle. Uh, <laughs> Micah Parsons, he seems like a badass.
2: Okay, you think the same. Yeah, Dude, yeah. he's a stud. I'm pumped, man. I
0: do. He's, he's got a fire about him. He's, he's a leader. He's, he's a leader. He seems like um, he gets along well with Vander Esch. He's, I don't, he sticks next to that guy's side during these games, it looks like, based on that Hall of Fame game. I don't know if
2: I should read into this too much. Let me ask you. What him and Vander Esch talked about when Vander Esch says, are you going too hard? Or why why do you go so hard on every play? And he says, you know, you need to know when you go hard. But to me, I'm like, I know it's preseason, but shouldn't you be putting your all for every play of of a football game?
0: I think Vander Esch, he he has skins on the wall to say, like, yeah, we don't have to worry about that guy telling someone to take time off or take plays off. I think what he's more or less saying is um, you got to know when to let the game come to you. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: I just want to make sure that he wasn't, like, Turning into t- getting soft on me.
0: No, 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 no. I think that dude's a baller. Yeah. Um, is this thing? It was
2: falling thing, a little bit on. His, is it drooping? <laughs> Michael's drooping a little bit. Drooping. There we go.
0: You think he's a baller though? Yeah, yeah. Vanderesh is. He's. You he ain't got nothing to worry about with with Leighton Vanderesh. Okay. Um, I think he's a great veteran for a rookie like Micah Parsons Absolutely. to learn
2: I like. Behind. I like and Micah. They did I think that Vanderesh has to prove himself this year because they didn't extend him. Um, another person needs to prove himself because they've been absolute hot garbage. Is yeah, Jalen?
0: Yeah, Jalen's
2: I don't. Sad. I just don't, man. You if- know, but I mean, how
0: is he really garbage? Because you think about the injury he came off of in college, dude. He, he there's a reason he fell to the second round. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, and it, that may be the risk that the Cowboys. Well, they he, obviously knew they were assuming at that point in time. Yeah, and maybe it just doesn't pan out. Because that guy so far in the NFL, he's shown glimpses of being really good. When he ran down to Sean Watson. But for the most part, he's not been a good linebacker. No. Yeah. He's not been a good linebacker. But uh, I do think Dan Quinn is going to be a good defensive coordinator. That guy seems like he has a good coach energy. And, in fact, a really good defensive coordinator energy about him.
2: And he gets along the guys relate to I, It was of I like, mean,
0: he's got a fire about him yeah. that is like... He commands the room a little bit and he's not this just big fat tub of lard like Mike McCarthy when he's like, mm. Oh, you guys ever watched Austin Powers? Like, no, yeah. he's not that. He's like, Hey, let's get the F over here. Let's fly the F around. Let's finish this F in game real strong and yeah. let's go. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to turn my hat around because I'm a big football guy. Yeah. And I'll see you guys after this game. Yeah, for sure. Get the F out of my face. For sure. That's what it, that's his energy. And I think uh, for a defensive coordinator, it commands the room, not only um, from the perspective of the players, but also the assistant coaches, and that trickles down. You saw it in the defensive line coach as well when that like fake sneeze moment happened with. Uh,
2: oh, dude, with Gallimore.
0: Yeah, I was like, that was weird, but, uh, Ray- but the Randy Gregory line, thought that was
2: the funniest thing ever.
0: Yeah, we and we are gonna do a Randy Ge- Gregory segment, segment probably next episode. Yeah, do you know that? But just piggybacking off that, just for just two seconds,
2: that coach that was in there with them, they are raving about him right now.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he's he's, uh, the hot name at Valley Ranch. Well, it's not Valley Ranch. I know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're going to the next segment?
0: Yeah, we can go to that. I think up next, what are we doing? College football?
2: I thought we were going CH. I thought you were going to do my camera.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Let's get to know Cameron Hobbs uh, coming up next. But this is hell of a life by Cameron Hobbs. Yeah, man. Um, not bad. Thank
2: you, bro. That's a uh, That's my shit. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love it, dude. Thank that's you, p- man. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, man. I don't know how to do anything cool like that.
2: Oh, yes you do.
0: Name one thing.
2: Uh, be you. You do you pretty cool.
0: Wow. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me, man. Thank you.
2: Um but I want to see you... You Okay, so he comes in the house and he goes, I want to do a segment on you. I'm like, okay, we can do a segment on me if you want to do a segment on me. So here we are. We're going to do a segment on me, apparently.
0: Yeah, yeah, this this one right here. Um, you just heard Cameron Hobbs's, uh, hit single. <laughs> hit. Hell of a <laughs> life. Is that your newest song?
2: Yeah, it's my newest song, man. Um, you can get it anywhere you find music digitally. We're uh, chugging right along, you know? Chugging right along on it.
0: Yeah, so... Um, you know, I I've, I've talked to you a lot. We've been friends for yeah. about a year or so. Um but I don't really know your story yeah, or man. how the hell you got to where you're at right now. Um So tell us, man, how did you get to be sitting um at your mom's kitchen table?
3: Uh well,
2: it was a I don't know if it was a rainy day or not, but it was a April 15th day of 1997. <laughs> <laughs> and I just I was born that's great <laughs> no man uh you know i feel like it's kind of like an ama ask me anything i mean yeah yeah open.
0: no so uh how long have you been doing music
2: man so i've been singing you know i grew up riding around the car my mom to real estate appointment so my mom's a realtor shout out cammy um but used to uh go around listen to different music and i always sang and i always knew like i could do things that like i knew other kids when i was around couldn't do when i was singing if that makes sense like you know Harmonies, those are huge with people, but not a lot of people can do that. And so I knew, like, I started singing like three right. But then when I got in like school, like preschool, elementary school, I remember specifically being in the car with my mom and practicing singing stuff and certain notes that would harmonize with something that I just had a feel for. And I was like, oh, I kind of, I kind of know this better than than I thought I did. You know, being young. And then I always. Every time I'd sing in school, everybody like was like, oh my gosh, dude, you sing, you sing. And I was like, well, thank you, you know, but I'm... I'm a,
0: would you do it? Like, what do you mean when you would sing in school? Like, like
2: I was in qu- doing choir stuff, but like music class in elementary school, or then choirs in middle school and so high the school. So teachers or other kids? Teachers and even this. kids. I mean, they would be like, they, they knew. Like, the teachers in elementary school, middle, in elementary school especially, she favored me a lot and talked to me and told me, like, or always told me how good I was in front of the kids. For me, I was like, yeah, you guys might be good at dodgeball, but I can freaking sing, you know? So that was kind of like my deal. But... Uh, also, you know, getting into middle school and high school, you know, doing the choir thing, I was able to kind of excel more and learn more about my craft. Um, and I'm like a, I'm a humble dude, man. I don't like talking, you know, I don't like sitting here saying, oh, I can do this, I can do that. But like, I know I can sing if that makes sense, but also I wouldn't go out and try to do something better than somebody else. Like I would always give somebody benefit of the doubt. So if somebody joined choir, saying middle school, high school, and even if they couldn't sing at all, I'd still try to encourage them to still do what they can do because I feel like in my eyes, and I still feel this way to this day, there's certain people that think they can't sing, but everybody can sing. It's just a matter of finding the note. And I think everybody can do it. They just don't realize if they worked hard enough, they could do it. And that's the thing. Is that not everybody's not everybody's born knowing it, but you can learn it. You can learn how to sing and learn how to do it with the right that's why we have voice teachers, man. That's why you have all this stuff. I mean you can learn to do it. But I was singing I just grew up singing my whole life, man, and I uh I think never heard
0: somebody say that before.
2: It's true. I mean, in my eyes, it's true. Not, now, somebody might not agree with me. A lot of people might not. But I feel like people, I feel like it's a confidence thing. So if you think you can't sing, you're just not confident about the notes enough. Because for me, one thing that helped me bridge a gap is like I used to, if I would miss a note, I'd be like, oh, I missed that note. But then I'd think, oh, I can hit that note. I know I can. And then I'd hit it. Mm-hmm. And so as long as I just think that and know I can hit the note and you think positive about it and you have the confidence, you're going to do it.
0: And That's how I feel about it. See, some, uh, my, my fiance actually would say, I have too much confidence, and I yeah. think I can hit too many notes, and I'm a terrible singer. I think with the right training, it could be great, because the thing is, you
2: can do impressions, right?
0: No, I'm not really.
2: Anybody can do an impression.
0: An impression of, uh, I could do an impression of Coco, the sign language gorilla. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not that,
2: but, you know.
0: Here we here go
2: and he is showing his hands and he is make waving them erratically. What is that? What was that? Oh. Oh. We're not going to repeat that. That was that was violent.
0: Coco sad.
2: Yeah, very sad, huh? Mhm. Okay. <laughs> All right, next question. next question. Next question.
0: Um No, that's cool, man. I've never heard somebody say that everyone can sing, they just got to find the right note. That is very uh that's it's very nice of you. It's true. Um, nice. So, when you're playing a show, because I've gone to a couple of them now. I've been to one at The Dive in Denton. Yeah, that was place. acoustic. That was fun. That was an acoustic was show. Fun. That was a really cool one. It was fun, um, dude. And then, actually, me and, my, me and my folks and my fiance, we went to one of your shows yeah. at Jack's Tavern. With a band. In Denton. Yeah. Right after we saw Robert Earl Keen. Yeah. Which I thought that was pretty kick-ass. That's cool. Um. But when you're doing these shows and you're gigging at bars and stuff like that, mm-hmm. what is it like prepping for these shows? How much time do you spend developing a set list, getting with your band? Do you guys practice, or is it kind of just like firing from the hip?
2: So I'll be the first one to tell you that we haven't been able to practice enough, but my guys have been so good in showing up and being prepared because we do practice. When we practice, I like to take certain take all day. Like, take pick a day. Because we used to do, back in the day, I used to be really anal about it, man, and say, we got to practice this time and we would just, I feel like we wouldn't be as productive cuz we'd practice every week on a certain day for like an hour to an hour and a half. And I was like that's not productive. We want a full day. People are going to resonate with it more and they've played it enough. It's going to be muscle memory. So now what we do is we meet one day. Last time we practiced a full day was like April. And that was we still put on I mean, you saw we still put on a tight show and we just we know the set because we practiced that. So we will probably do another one here soon of a full practice. Full day because we when we do full day practices we try to change the setup and change change what we're doing and so we kind of meet about it talk about it walk walk and talk through it it's kind of like sports man you do walkthroughs and then you do practice yeah. so we do kind of like a walkthrough and then we do a practice and um I feel like for us it just works out it works really well that way yeah so
0: we're able to make it work that's pretty cool yeah man. so when you say all day I mean it's like eight hour deal
2: eight to sometimes six sometimes eight. I mean we last time we went from about ten a.m. 10, 10 or 11 a.m., well, probably 10 a.m. to, f- and don't get me wrong, we did some evening ones before that, because so we had a new player coming in, we wanted to give him, like, we gave him two different practices that were kind of shorter to kind of acquaint him to stuff, but our last full day, full day practice was, we did probably like 10, 10.30 to, I told him to get here at 9, 9.30, but musicians are always late and loading in and stuff. We went from like 10.30 to 4, four or 5, mm-hmm. four. I had to leave at 4, but they stayed a little longer and jammed, so. You know, five, five, six, seven, eight out. However long it takes, we'll do it, you know. But I felt confident about it after we did it, and I was ready to roll. But the last thing I want, you always want them to show up prepared. So you send them the songs out before. Tell them to learn the songs, because practice isn't for learning the songs. Rehearsal and practice is for rehearsing the songs. Mm-hmm. So make sure you know them. If you don't know them all the way, that's okay, because you can. we'll help you with them. But have a good idea. If you come and not practicing or not knowing anything, it's hard
0: to so be productive. your band, you yes. have you, me. You wouldn't be called the lead guitar, would you? Or- no,
2: I've got a lead guitarist. His name's David. Love okay. him.
0: David is lead guitar. Yep. Got
2: a bass player named Bo. You know Bo. He's come around a lot. Oh, to yeah. The group. I know Bo. Um, Garrett, longest member in the band. Been there for the longest. Plays drums. Mm-hmm. And then we just added a keys player named Tristan Coombs. He's an artist. Check him out.
0: Is he the uh, watermelon sugar high guy? Yeah, yeah. He's okay. good, bro. Okay. He's good. Yeah, that guy was good. I remember uh, seeing him a, f- a few months ago or a couple yeah. months ago, whatever that was. Um, <laughs> That guy was good. So, is there any instrument that you would like to add to your band, or is there any instrument that you wish you personally could play?
2: Me personally, I think learning harmonica would be dope. Um, I wish I could play lead guitar. I just play rhythm, and I could do a little bit of picking, but I'm not. I I, I could I could get better. My fingers don't work like some people's do, bro. Like my like like lead guitars, they just kind of do that thing, and mine just kind of lock up. I'm just like I just like playing rhythm and doing some picking here and there, but I don't like doing all that stuff they do. It's kind of hard for me. Um, but I should get back into piano. I took a year of piano when I was like eighth grade. So I know chords mm-hmm. and I know like some notes, but man, harmonica would be dope. I think. I, uh, I love the harmonica. It's great. I think the
0: same thing. One of my favorite artists is Billy Joel. Yeah. Dude. And we got to see him, um, in, at Globe Life Field, Globe Life Park. How was that? Uh, it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. I love that. Yeah. We, we went, I went with my parents and, and fiance and we got to sit down kind of, like 30 rows back or 50 rows back. I don't remember what it was, but it was, it was great, man. And I just think it's so cool when he gets up there and he's able to rip on that guitar, play the piano at the same time, singing his heart out. It's so talented when someone is just doing all that stuff.
2: I think to add to my band, if I would, if I were able to add somebody else, like another piece, it'd be a utility guitarist that could play something cool. So like, you know, rhythm guitarist play rhythm acoustic somewhere or play rhythm electric and then maybe they play a little bit of banjo, like guitar banjo. Do something kind of fun Love with that. the banjo. Yeah, do something fun with that because you can do Steel guitars. So we yeah. have steel on some of our stuff, and modernize it. Yeah, just do some stuff. Because you can make some steel stuff with like slides on the guitar and make it sound similar to steel. Yeah. So, But yeah, that's that's my answer.
0: Yeah, okay. Good deal, good deal. Now, this one might be a hard one to answer. You may not even be able to. And this is kind of our last question before you... Uh, actually, I'll carry it over. I have another, another segment. We'll play a little game uh, after this question. Okay. Um... Favorite show and why, and on the same token, least favorite show and why.
2: I could do least favorite first. We played a place, and I won't name the venue. No names, please. But it was in Commerce, Texas. I don't even know if the, <laughs> well, still the venue. Well, that narrows
0: it down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anyways, we pulled up, and this was like 2018, dude, or 2017. This was 2000. It might have been fall of 2017. Or I don't think it was 18, because it might, might have been September 2017. It was a while ago. So that'd be what? 70? I'll use my fingers. Four, I can, I can
0: four tell. Four years ago. we are doing Coco
2: sign language. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm doing. Four years ago. Um, yeah, it's coming up on four years. And we pull up to this place. They had our name spelt wrong on the kiosk, or on the, on the uh, marquee. And we walk in there, and they said, hi, how are you doing? And the second thing that came out of their mouth says, or I, it might have been the first thing, second thing, third thing. It was right up there with the beginning. Uh, so we don't know how peop, many people are going to show up tonight. Um, We pissed off the town. And what they had done is it was a college town. And they started charging minors more of a cover, like harder cover. So like their cover was not as cheap as it used to be. And it really pissed them off. So they went to the bar down the street. So you'd walk out of this venue where we're playing, look down the street, and that bar's packed. I mean, and that's how this place usually was. But they didn't want to go there because they pissed him off, so they went to this other bar. We played to one person that night.
0: <laughs> were they into it?
2: One person showed up, and the rest were bartenders. Was Two the bartenders. one person into it? He walked. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Dude, played to one person. You talk about humbling. Made $20 that night. Five guys. $20. Mm. And I have to pay the guys still. I'm like, Well, you get $5, you get... <laughs> I didn't do that to him, obviously, but... That was a rough one, dude. But you got to think we had played some cool ones before that. But that that's the worst show I've ever played because uh, – and it, it makes you more appreciative of the shows we play, where we get to play. Like, even like last weekend, right, we played a show, and obviously it wasn't like nut-to-butt packed in there, but there was a good amount of people. People still showed up to see us. The acoustic it, show? No, I played a full band one last Saturday. Oh, really? But it makes you appreciate people being there, coming to see you, and just coming to see live music in general because I've seen one person show up before. I played ja- When I played Jack's Tavern – 2016 fall or 2017 spring. It was 2017 spring before I even had a band. playing their acoustic on Thursday night, and there was nobody in there. Me and my best friend Jackson were in there. That's who I played to. You know what I mean? My parents couldn't even make it out that night. So, like, I played to myself in there before. So now that I'm able to pack that place out like that is incredible to me because it's like, it shows you, you know, obviously we're not where we want to be yet. We're still trying to grow, but we're doing something right. You know, we're getting there. We just got to keep grinding.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, man. You're definitely on the right track. And I'll tell you what, after having gone to... um a couple of the shows, the full band shows, it's something.
2: It's fun, dude. We it's have a fun. lot of fun.
0: It's fun as hell, man. We we had a good time, and I'm not just saying that for myself. That goes for you know the people I was with, and yeah, um, it's a good time. Did you answer the favorite? The show? favorite
2: favorite one, probably. I have two of them. Um, Hope Fest was cool.
0: There's a lot of fa- I have a lot of favorites, man. Just because
2: I've been fortunate, I've been blessed. I played, you know, with Jared Neiman at Gas Monkey, and that was that was our first inkling of you know. Sold out, packed shows—not fully sold out, but it looked sold out, you know. Mm-hmm. And people pushed up the stage. I got to high five people as I'm singing with a wireless mic, just high fiving people down there, looking at me. They didn't know who I was, but you know, that was two. This, this was like two months before I played that show to one person, you know. But we still played that one. Um, but also, you know, did a thing called Hope Fest with Parker McCollum, Casey Donahue. That was awesome because the venue I played out in California, and I it was a smaller show, but it was cool because it was me getting to talk about stories of my songs, and I played it a wine, like a, I played at a vineyard that was closed to public and literally all, like it was an undisclosed location and it was just the prettiest scenery I could have ever play to. So I have so many f- different moments I've played that just make me so excited and fortunate, like playing up in Altus, Oklahoma. Nobody really knows where that is, but it's home home of Reed Southall. We played with him and it sold out before we even got there. So we, we knew getting there. We I was, I was sitting right here by this couch in my living room and I got a text on my phone that day before we left to go up there saying show sold out. Wow. I go, what? So we before we even got there, it sold out. And I mean there's a thousand people in there. Eight hundred thousand people in there. That's pretty awesome. It's an old skating rink. It was cool as hell. <laughs> but uh no nah, man. Um you want to float over? Float over?
0: Yeah, we'll we'll get to more of your uh music stuff. I'm sure each episode we can uncover some more things. Yeah, there man. is one thing I would like to get to though. What's up? Um right now, if you want to go ahead and uh pot up my phone real quick, I have a few questions for you. You're potted. Um, Okay, um, let's see if you can answer these questions, and then maybe give us a little. uh... uh you got volume on that phone. You can turn it up just a hair. Yeah, no, this this is fine. Got a little music bed, right? Okay, can you a hear? It? Background. Yeah, I can a hear it, yeah. background noise. All right, um, you're gonna play. Guess who this person is? Okay. All right, uh, born in 1966, went to school uh, at Arkansas. Okay, uh, he has recorded his own country and western music. John Daly. You like that? Yeah. You like that? How do you know that?
2: Arkansas 66 recorded a song. John okay. Daly.
0: Yeah. He also won the 1991 PGA Championship yep. at Crooked Stick 30 years ago today.
2: I didn't even hear that. Hey, you like that? You like how I, we didn't? Even, he didn't. Show, I promise you guys, he didn't show me any of this. Warn me about any of this. This is this. That was rapid fire. That was
0: pretty good. Let's keep going. That was pretty good. Um, claims to have lost 50 to 60 million dollars in gambling. He, at one point, drank 28 Diet Cokes a day and smoked 48 cigarettes a day while he was playing on tour. Absolute legend. Legend. And uh, one time at the LA Open, it was slow. This is what he says. Played the back nine first. He was two or three over. Went in the locker room, down five beers in the locker room. Shot four under on the front nine. And that was the only time he had ever drank during a round of PGA golf. Yeah.
2: That's a legend right there. He
0: showed up hungover. He'd show up drunk sometimes, but that was the only time he had actively drank. He said it was really fun. I love that, man. Yeah. And I think you actually, if you want to turn my music down a little bit, you actually have a little story about John Daly that I think will be a fun little anecdote to round out this segment.
2: Man, John Daly was awesome. So I was in Nashville a few weeks ago um, on a golf trip, and uh, I was out there. My cousin used to live out there. He does the artist thing. Obviously, I do the artist thing. His buddy Dylan, shout out Dylan, he was out there with us too, and Vinny, but Vinny wasn't with us at this particular moment. But Dylan also can sing. Like, I didn't know this dude could sing, bro. Like he's not—he doesn't pursue it, but he can sing. Anyways, Vinny or um, John Daly? Uh, Dylan. Oh. Dylan, yeah, but John Daly can like, I hit it all, man. hard, man. <laughs> Anyways, um, so. You know, we missed him the first night. I was upset because I wanted to go see him. I didn't know he was going to be at the place, but I said, "Let's go check this place out." John Daly ended up being there. We show up to this bar the second night called Losers in Nashville, and John Daly's. We just missed him again because we knew the band that was playing that night. And they go, "Yeah, y'all just missed John Daly." That's devastating. I go oh, crap. Well, then Legend will have it. We go to the back and uh, to the back bar because it's like outside the patio. And I look in the corner of my eye. There's this guy looks like Daly. But I didn't think it was him, but my cousin Kyle goes, Dude, that was Daly. That was him. He's like on Santa Beard now. Santa Beard now. And I go, I don't know, man. I don't look like him. Anyways, we go inside. Daly's on stage singing with a band. And I'm like, Holy crap, that's John Daly. Like, no shit. <laughs> I'm like, That's the man. So he's singing, walks off stage, has to walk by us, shakes our hand. I'm like, Good job, John. Shake his hand. To me, my trip's been made. I just shook John Daly's hand. Yeah. They shut down the bar at 2 a.m. We're still there hanging out with the band. They say, "Hey, they're shutting down the back for sure. Y'all come back here with us. Um, it's just gonna be us." So we went back there, and it's the band, me, my cousin, and Dylan and John Daly. He wanted to jam with the band, and we get to jam with him. I start. I get a guitar. I start singing a song for him. I got. I think I fist bumped him. Um, I asked him what his favorite course in Texas was. He couldn't tell me because he couldn't really talk because he was that gone. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Same here, bro." About the course, I don't know. It could have been you know Turtle Hill for all I care. Could have been Lake Park. Could have been Lake Park. You know, but he uh he's just a fun guy, man, Daly lives life to the fullest he
0: does, I love that he does,
2: but yeah, that was my John Daly story, a little snippet a little quick, I want to keep it quick, you know yeah,
0: yeah, no, that's good that's good i I'm pretty jealous of that I think John Daly is uh he's he's folklore, you know, he's an American legend, dude, legend, yeah. Well good deal. Good deal, man. Hey, well thanks for sharing all that. Thank
2: you for asking. I appreciate
0: it. No problem. No problem. Um I think up next, what are we doing? College, college football. football?
2: Just a quick we'll do a quick little rundown of college football.
0: Quick rundown of college football. Be right back. <laughs>
2: back, do a little college football as I pull up my rankings here because I can't remember off the top of my head but I know who's number one and got 60 something votes Who? Who do, you, who do you think is number one if you had to guess?
0: Alabama You have it pulled
2: up? Yes <laughs> Coach's poll came out Alabama's number one
0: Um, which is okay that's okay, we thought that Clemson's number two I mean it's still Nick Saban in Alabama, you know what I mean? It's still Nick Saban. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, and they're... Dude, did you hear their quarterback Their they're thinking is going to start? Has a... Uh, he is, like, got so much money from this NIL.
0: Yeah, what is his name? I I'm forget lo- I'll his look it name, up. dude, but he's got... So-
2: he ain't even started a game yet. He ain't even played a game yet.
0: Yeah, I know, And and that's the thing. So, with these new athletes being able to get paid. Bryce Young yeah. is his name. Millionaire. Uh, Millionaire. What,
2: 18 years old? That's yeah. just, I just don't, like, I get it. You need to get paid. I'm with it. I'm with people getting paid, you know, because they do a lot. He's but, 20 years old. Dude, being that young, giving that much money, I mean, look at Manziel, man. I don't mean to, not, don't mean to be like that, but, dude. You know, like, I'm a Sooner fan, which. They're ranked right, number three. Let's go. Anyways, um. <laughs> you look at them, and, uh. Spencer Rattler is charging $150 per autograph. You know what I, how much money I can make if I charge per autograph? Bec- even though I'm not that big, right? But I, if I charge $5 an autograph, I sign so much stuff at my shows. Imagine what he signs. Imagine how much Spencer Rattler signs. Do you really think
0: he's making a ton of money off that? Spencer Rattler? Yeah. If I'm signing,
2: people ask me to sign my merch, and I sign 10 to 20 shirts or 10 to 20 koozies or, you know, let's say – I sign 30 things a month. He signs 300. Guaranteed. A month times 150. He's making money off that, plus his Canes deal. What has he got with Canes? I don't know. He's with Canes, though. Oh, really? He signed a deal with Canes. But anyways, let's get back to the rankings. That's a whole other conversation for another day I think we should get into.
0: Yeah. Big name, uh, non-professional athletes who are making money. That could be a segment.
2: So, OU's number three. Clemson, number two. Alabama, number one. Number four. uh, Oh. Ohio State.
0: Mm-hmm. The Buckeyes, baby. New quarterback, Ohio State.
2: So we'll see. Georgia, number five. This was a shocker for me because they have a new quarterback. I don't know if they just think that defense is great or what they think, but AM at number six. That's a man.
0: Yeah, they, they like AM a lot in this. Yep. This is a coach's poll, right? Yep. We
2: got Notre Dame at seven.
0: No, I'm, okay, cool. They got to prove something. They do, man. I mean, You know, they just they 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 were good. If you remember back to the years of Brady yeah. Quinn yep. and Jeff Samarja, he was probably one of my favorite Dude. college football receivers Um, and they had this safety. I don't remember what that guy's name was. Brian. Oh, uh, and he's like he like had a mohawk.
2: Yeah. You remember Manti Teo?
0: Yeah. Manti Teo. Yeah. He, he could play a little bit. They, they just – I never feel like they regained the dominance that they had when yeah. they, you know, were good with Brady Quinn. Because yeah. they, were, they were pretty badass. They were really badass. good. They were good. Um,
2: Iowa State's after Notre Dame.
0: Iowa State. That's kind
2: of cool to see. But even though, like, my Sooners are leaving the Big 12, right? But Iowa State, they've been trying for years. This coach has really got them somewhere. They beat us regular season last year, you know? And I was at that Big 12 championship game where we beat them, and they put up a fight. Yeah. I mean, I, Iowa State's them.
0: always tough, especially when you're playing up there. Yeah. At Iowa State. Where are they at?
2: I don't remember where. I don't really know the state of Iowa that well.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's it's a common place where they say, "Oh, crazy things happen at this place at night." Yeah, you know, like whatever. I can't remember either. Um,
2: Here is a shocker for me: these next two, North Carolina is number nine, and mm-hmm. Cincinnati is number ten, and that is ahead of Florida at number eleven.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. It is strange to see, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, A and M, Notre Dame, Iowa State. North Carolina and then number 10 Cincinnati. That's a, That is odd to see that grouping ahead of Florida, Oregon, LSU, USC and then 15 Miami or 15 Wisconsin. Typically that's not the case. You know, you don't see North Carolina becoming a top 10 football team um Cincinnati at number 10. Mac uh, Brown. Yeah, I know Mac Brown, right? <laughs> so it, it's fun. Um you
2: think the Longhorns regret getting rid of
0: him? The Longhorns got to regret a lot of stuff. A man. lot. I mean, it's just been—it's been bad for them. And I don't understand. I don't understand how a program like that—I guess with bad hires and bad culture—maybe yeah. I could see how you know you bring in a guy like Charlie Strong or you bring in Tom Herman. Or, I think or, Tom
2: Herman got fired too early.
0: Whatever, but I mean, it's just. It's weird to me how the University of Texas cannot figure it out. They can't. I mean, and it's not a bad year or two. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Michigan. Yes, dude. And what the hell? They cannot figure it out. At all. And, I mean, they think they're having a good year, and then Ohio State just thumps them.
2: Or they do something stupid against Michigan State.
0: It's just, it's the weirdest thing to me, how these these powerhouse teams, these teams with long-standing histories of success cannot seem to get their footing back underneath them. Yeah. is strange to me. And, you know, you got a team like ranked at number 20, Penn State, who has crawled out of the depths of hell. Yeah. After the in, – in the post-Sandusky world. The yeah. post-Paterno world. Yeah. You know, they brought in uh, James Franklin, I think. Is he still their he, coach?
2: Yes. He is a he, – he really rallied them together, man.
0: And, I mean, yeah, he did a good job. And look at what that school has been able to put together – um, and the the prospects that they've put into the NFL, you know, Micah Parsons. We talked about yep. him earlier. He's a Penn State lion. Hey, man,
2: a number, Nittany lion number twenty five. Look who's look who's creeping back into Who the top twenty five. Ole Miss. We got Lane Kiffin creeping back into the top oh twenty five, baby. Dude.
0: Coastal Carolina at twenty four. Louisiana. Who's Louisiana
2: University? It's the
0: Raging Cajuns. The, the Raging Cajuns are number twenty yeah. three. Yep. Oklahoma State at twenty two. We're doing this so out of order. This has got to be so frustrating to listen uh, to because we're just it, bouncing all. We're going
2: back. Washington at twenty-one, Penn State twenty. Like I said, Texas at nineteen. Uh, <laughs> Iowa, you got a uh, you got Iowa at eighteen.
0: Yeah, I mean, all right, so. We don't have much to talk about in college football right now. I'm not going to no. sit here and pretend to be uh, some college football nah, expert. I just or think it's going like to be that. an interesting
2: year. I think it's going to be a good year for uh, for a lot of teams, and I think there's going to be some stuff happen because we have new quarterbacks. Okay, let me tell you how many teams. New quarterback Alabama. New quarterback Clemson. OU's got a returning guy. New quarterback at um at Ohio State. I think there's a new quarterback at Georgia, isn't there? Yeah, new quarterback at Georgia. New quarterback at AM. Uh, let's see. Carolina's got their guy returning. New quarterback at Florida. New quarterback well, the second year quarterback at LSU, I think. I don't remember what his deal Definitely is. Definitely a
0: new quarterback at Texas. Texas? Sam Ellinger. Uh-huh. Uh, he's he's gone. Um you're right, man. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be fun to watch. I know I'm looking forward to it. Once the season kicks off and we finally have some stuff to start talking about, I think we should go to a game. I think we should go to
2: You wanna go to you wanna go to Norman with me? Uh
0: I'll go to Norman for sure, but I would like to go to UNT SMU. I'm in. Yeah,
2: that's a fun local one. I'm part of the Alumni Association. I'm in.
0: Yeah, we can go. I think they're playing at SMU. They're going to be at the Hilltop this year. So I think that's one that we could go to. We can maybe invite some listeners out with us. Come on. You know, drink some beers. We could do the the, the Chug Bud. The Chug Bud. Yeah, the Chug Bud. Please sponsor us. And, uh, (laughs) you know, we'll have a good old time, man. But uh, I don't know. Who do you think is going to win? Just throw one out there. Win the whole damn thing. Win the whole damn thing? Yeah.
2: How about we just do top four at the end? Let's do it. Let's just see who's going to be in the full playoff because I don't, I don't, I think it's a crapshoot. I think Alabama's going to be in the top four, mm-hmm. and le- well actually they could have a year like a few years. We'll just say Alabama. Um, let me pull up my rankings here. Alabama. I don't want to jinx my team, but I really want OU in the top four, so I'm going to say OU. I just don't know if if it's going to come down to Clemson or Ohio State or Georgia or and I don't think a And going to be in the top four. I think that Iowa State's going to put up a fight. But I think a team that could sneak up, if you're not careful, um, is Notre Dame could creep up in there and get it. Because, you know, they do that, and then they get beat every year. So I think it's going to be Alabama, Clemson, OU. and uh, Which, gosh, I'm knock on wood, you know, for OU. I really need them to do good, but they might not. Who knows? Um, but I'm really excited about the guy that's sitting behind Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler, Caleb. Um he's a he's a stud. He's a stud. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how happens this year. Anyways, um let's go, man. Hi, what if you know who my dream to get in there would be to be to beat out Clemson and get in the top four? North Carolina. Really? I think that would be incredible. So I'm gonna go. My long shot is North Carolina.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Lock
2: it in, baby. Okay. Today is the day. Just send it. August 11th, I said it. And if they don't do it, I will. If, if How about this? If North Carolina doesn't finish in the top 10, I will jump in my pool in the month of December.
0: The polar plunge.
2: Yes. At the final rankings the next day or that day, I will jump in the pool. The polar plunge.
0: You know what? I think my dark horse is going to be Miami. Of in the Florida. top 10 or in the four? In the four. Oh, really? I Miami. think they're going to knock off. Clemson in the ACC. That's
2: not a bad idea either.
0: And, of course, Alabama's going to stay up there. Ohio State's going to get in. I could definitely see Oklahoma getting in. I hope Um, Or it could be another SEC team. You got Georgia, Texas A&M hanging around right there. Florida at number 11. I think there will be two SEC teams, Alabama being one of them. I think there will be Ohio State. And then I do, in fact, believe there will be Miami of Florida. The Hurricanes, Do you think baby. two
2: SEC teams would be in the top? Oh, Ohio State's not in the SEC.
0: No, Ohio State's a Big Ten team. Yeah,
2: I thought you were saying two SEC teams in the... Do you think OU would be in there? No. You don't? No. Okay. No. I like that.
0: I, I think that there's a chance that we could see that again. Because, I mean,
2: I don't know. We'll, we play we'll, Nebraska? We'll see. I mean, yeah. We'll it's see. happened before. We'll yeah. see.
0: We'll see what happens. We might Um, be
2: a one loss, two loss team again. I mean, we could be a one loss, could be going to. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm not trying to jinx. I'm just trying to see. Um,
0: I do think Texas could upset Oklahoma this year, and that's what's going to knock them out. You know, you got Steve Sarkeesian. He's calling plays, he's Mm -hmm. head coaching down there in Austin now. I do think that the Longhorns have a chance to knock off Oklahoma, and that's why, you know, uh, anything could happen. That's That's just my prediction. I like to see where it goes. Um, Let's talk some NFL. Yeah, let's talk NFL next. Okay.
3: In the seven o'clock hour, Gordo and Muse and the News had the story that Coco the gorilla had passed away at the age of 46. Coco was the most intelligent gorilla that we've ever dealt with. She knew 2,000 words, she could sign all of those words. She knew sign language. And we have a way to speak now with Coco the gorilla from the great beyond where we understand. She has gained the gift of speech. So now we can finally hear Coco speak Mm -hmm. after 46 years of being able to communicate with her now from Gorilla Heaven. Coco, come in. Can you hear us? Coco scared. (laughs) (laughs) Coco don't know what's happening. Okay,
1: Coco, just first of all, calm down. Coco no like heaven. Coco find too hot. Man oh. with pitchfork. Pope
3: Coco, All right. Coco
1: in gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Coco, no just jokes okay.
3: now. Come on. Calm down. You, you may not have found your way to heaven yet, but let's let's just let it play out.
1: Coco scared heaven always going to be hot. <laughs> Stop it. Coco meet Hitler this morning. <laughs> okay, look. this Hitler was Hitler enough... talked too loud. <laughs> this was a big enough stretch to begin with. Let's not add to it, okay? Coco no life coco
3: life what well, coco co- what coco if we can explain you you have passed on from your physical life here on this world to another plane
1: physical life no good coco meet robin william <laughs> Coco, no like Robin William, oh yes, you did Robin William made Coco nervous yeah Why?
3: we we did have that moment for those of you who missed the news story where Robin Williams was taken by Coco and they were they were friends and they rolled around in the cage do you, you do remember that, Coco Coco, remember, Coco have much courtesy laughter <laughs>
1: oh, come on Coco want baby.
3: Yes, that was another yeah, part that of the was, news we story. heard that about. But
1: Coco no want to accept peanuts. Well, All right, we don't <laughs> <laughs> peanuts mean to Coco. <laughs> well, I don't know what to do about. Yeah, that. I don't know I, if we need to hear about that. Coco, let's Coco uh,
3: think math draft a par. Well, you're, you're one of the few that didn't like the Mavs draft. Coco want to
1: take Donnie Nelson to test. <laughs> well, I guess just hang on the line and you'll have your chance no, here in a few minutes. No we're, not don't her, do that? no,
3: we're not letting her talk to Donnie.
1: Kitten want Coco. Coco need kitten. Kitten? Yeah. Coco get kitten. But <laughs> kitten run over by Miata. Coco mad at
3: Miata. Yes, we also had the story that um, Coco's kitten was run over years ago. We're sorry about that. Coco, thank you. Oh, well, Coco, you're welcome. Thank
1: you. Jabari down in heaven with
3: Coco. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Not sure you're in heaven.
1: Jabari mean to Coco. Oh, uh,
3: that's terrible.
1: Jabari try penis on Coco. <laughs> right. We don't need to hear about that. Coco rip penis off oh. and put penis in Coco Barbie Dreamhouse. <laughs>
2: so that was a... Uh... That was that was your Coco segment, huh?
0: That was Coco the Gorilla, man. <laughs> that was Coco the Gorilla credit of uh Gordon Keith at the Ticket. Of Sports Radio 1310 the Ticket. A leader of mine.
2: What a legend, dude.
0: I love that radio station. It's so awesome. What those guys do is is pretty kick ass. I got to I got the intern for Norm and Donovan up there.
2: I didn't know that. You got to do Norm and Donovan, you got to intern for them?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think um before I left out to go to East Texas to do my radio yeah. um uh, work, I got to intern for them for like three or four months.
2: How was that? Were they were they as cool as they seem?
0: Cool as a cucumber, man. Nice to Each know. and every one of them. Yeah. Saroy, Donnie, Norm, all of them very, very kind to me. Super cool. It was a it, it seemed like a really cool job. Um, except for the pat uh, the fact that you don't make any money, yeah. You know, yeah. But if you hit it big, you do. Look at look at uh, what Jake does for the ticket now. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, he's on the
0: the hang zone. Yeah, he's on there. But yeah, man, it's uh, that was cool. But those guys cracked me up. That's Coco the gorilla. Yeah, that's why I said I knew sign language.
2: Um, let's go into uh, NFL talk, man. I think you know someone's on the TV right now that I really want to get into and see your opinion on. Um, obviously, in a minute, I want us to, I want us to kind of give our end of the year rankings of who we think our playoff teams are from each division. We can go we, we should go winning divisions and then the two is there three wild cards this year because of the 7 and the 7th team. Yeah, there's there's three wild card teams this year. So we need to go we'll rank them in a minute. But what do you think about the Chargers, man? You think they're you, what do you think about Herbert?
0: Well, they they got an uphill climb um because they're in the same division as the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. They got to play the Chiefs twice.
2: I don't think the Raiders or Broncos scare me if I'm Herbert.
0: Not a whole lot, no. Raiders but, I mean, more you, than Broncos. You got, yeah, Raiders more than Broncos for sure. But if we're just focusing on the Chargers, what do I think? You know, his numbers were pretty exceptional last year. With no O-line, really. You know, and and he didn't even play a full season, mm-hmm. and he was a rookie. Yep. That happens sometimes. What
2: happens if Tyrod doesn't get... That dude's? That dude's been gypped a few times, but... What happens if he uh what happens if he doesn't get a needle to the lung last season, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> that is the craziest story. Dude. But Herbert's gonna be great. He's got Eckler, he's got uh Keenan Allen, um, they have weapons. They're gonna be a good offense. Uh I I also like uh Justin Jackson. Is that yeah. their backup running back? I think that's who um, that is. Um you know, he's gonna be a pretty good player. I think Herbert's going to be dangerous. Do I think they're going to make any noise? No.
2: Okay, you think you're still a few years out? New coach. Brand new coach.
0: It's going to be tough, man. With I mean, what are they going to do? Where are they going to land? You know, yeah. like, they got the Chiefs to deal with. Okay, so they're not winning the West. They're just not. It's yeah. not happening.
2: I'm eager to see what the Chiefs do this year because they, they've kind of shored up their offensive line a little bit. Um, that that AFC West is interesting because you have really two teams that are starting to prevail. Like obviously the Chiefs are. It was a it was kind of like the the Chiefs to me were kind of like the Patriots of the with when when Dolphins and Jets and and Bills were all bad. You know they kind of had an easy division, um, but now and, and my buddy Matt's a huge Chiefs fan, he's be like we have the hardest division which y'all used to, but AFC West isn't a competitive isn't as competitive as it used to be. You know, and you know now, and, and even years ago it really wasn't that competitive. You think about it. I mean. The Broncos, when Peyton was in there, they, they ruled it for a little while, you know. But I think you had the Chiefs in there, but now I think the Chargers are starting to, are really starting to put something together. But they might be a few years out, but they might. They could be a wild card team. You never know. We could get to the end of the year and be like, oh, my gosh. Chief. The Chargers are,
0: are wild card. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they could make a wild card. Who knows? But, I mean, I don't think that they're good enough to compete with the likes of the Chiefs the Browns, the Ravens, the Bills. I don't see that being the case in terms of making real noise in the playoffs. Now, if they get into that conversation, if they get into the final six, Mm -hmm. okay, well, then they've made some noise. You know, that's a second-year quarterback leading a a team that far. Um, A lot of things have to break right for a quarterback to do that, and he's going to have to battle what a lot of people refer to and a lot of quarterbacks have gone through as a sophomore slump. Yeah. You know, that's Baker went through it. Baker went through it. He did Were you not worried? Fare well. Yeah, I was worried. Shit, yeah. Are I you still
2: worried. worried or no? No.
0: Baker's the guy. Okay. Yeah, he he's gonna be fine. Um, you know, what do you think about um Zeke? Man, I'm glad you asked. I
2: I am I'm more excited this year for Zeke than I was last year due to the fact that I think he's quicker than he's ever been, even rookie year. He might not be as fast as rookie here, but he could be faster. You never know. But he, he looked in hard knocks last night. He looked better than I've seen him look. He just looks in shape. He reminds me of kind of like the figure of Tony Pollard, but he's got a little more muscle than Pollard, which makes me think he's going to be quick, which is what a running back should be. We're kind of past the whole Marshawn Lynch. You can be big and run through stuff, you know? I mean, that's, yeah, you've got, you know, Derrick Henry that do that, but think about all the other successful running backs in the league. Nick Chubb's a beast, but he's also fast and quick. You know? And so, Zeke put on too much weight, and he wasn't that last year. And last year, too many fumbles. This is a big proving year for him, but I feel like I've not seen him work as hard since being a cowboy as he did this off season. And I hope he keeps it up.
0: Agreed. Agreed. I think he'll have some good numbers. You know?
2: He has no choice. He's going to have to.
0: Yeah. Otherwise... He fades away, and he's just rich for the rest of his life. Exactly. He rides on the sunset. That's <laughs> yeah. The Otherwise, what a nightmare for Ezekiel yeah. Elliott. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but what do you, you know, another subject, I, I want to, before we get to more NFL talk, I think we should rank the teams. That's going to take a second. But I feel like we should do it differently. So, obviously, I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't think, I think for you, you don't do AFC North. You could say, you could put your teams in the playoffs, but, or you know what? You can rank, rank everybody. Rank everybody, because I was gonna say I'll stay with the Cowboys. You know, okay, but that's fine.
0: So because I, I mean I'll be pretty I'll I'll be pretty uh, unbiased. Okay, but uh, yeah. I so. want you to go
2: first. Let's do AFC together. So you go AFC, I'll go AFC. Then we'll go NFC, and, we'll go NFC, and I'll go NFC. So you go first. Uh, four four division winners and three playoff or three wild card teams. Is there really three wild card teams? Yeah, dude. It's a uh, it's a fourteen team playoff this year, right? Or it's a look at it changed. It's like there's. Alright, the,
0: you go first. I'll make sure that that's right.
2: So. AFC we'll start with. We're gonna both do AFC and then we'll both do NFC. I'm gonna start on the AFC North. I'm gonna go with the Browns because see there hey, he's not expected to play Friday told her we know that. Sorry, they showed Dak Prescott on the TV, but he's throwing. Look, he's throwing right here. So this is why I'm concerned. Because he's throwing here. Anyways, so AFC North. Browns. Let me tell you why. I just don't know if Big Ben still got it. And Burroughs not you know, this confidence might not be there. Burrow yet, um. From that, that's a hard injury to come back from, and they're still a few years out. Even I think they're about a year or two years out. If so, um, Ravens will give you the biggest run for your money in that division. I'm, sc- I'd be scared of the Ravens if I'm a Browns fan, because Lamar Jackson's got more weapons, and Lamar Jackson is quick as hell. Um, but we'll see. Um, but I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be Browns. I think AFC East is gonna be um, the Bills, obviously. They they just signed they just locked down Josh Allen and he's ready to roll. I think it's gonna be Bills in the East. I don't think the Patriots are there yet. They could with Mac Jones. They get him right. Um, Cam Newton's. I think Cam Newton. I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have a pretty big opinion here and say that I think that Cam Newton's gonna have a big year, um, a big comeback year this year because he gets to learn the system better. Um, Dolphins will do better. Jets are gonna be Jets. Um, I'm going to say that in the AFC South, that's going to be, I thought it was going to be the Colts. Now I think it's going to be the Titans. Julio, Derrick Henry, Tannehill, A.J. Brown, that defense, they, uh, I think it's going to be, going to be the, I think it's going to be the Titans, and, uh, I think the Colts will, I think the Colts will lock up a wild card if they get wins back sooner than they need to, or than they can, that's what it's looking like. But um, so South, I'm gonna say Titans, and AFC West, Chiefs. I mean, that's that's a that's a layup. But I think your three wild, it's three right wild card teams. Yeah. So I think your three wild card teams are your Colts. If if, and this is a big if if Carson Wentz doesn't have any lingering issues in that foot, I think that they their defense can hold them together if Carson Wentz can even be if Carson Wentz can play like he played for the Eagles two years ago, not Super Bowl year, but two years ago, just be. Just be okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They can they can get a wild card spot, um, but he's got to bounce back. I mean, he's got to prove himself. I think your other wild card team gonna be the Ravens, and I think the last spot's gonna come down to the Chargers and the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, I
2: could see that. Um, that's my AFC. So you go.
0: Who do you think's winning it?
2: Winning the AFC or winning the
0: yeah winning the AFC and then moving on to the Super, Super Bowl.
3: Bowl.
2: Man, I think it's going to come down to the, the – the, if they don't see each other in a wild card round or in a uh, – sorry, not a wild card round, but in a divisional round, give me the championship game to be the Chiefs and the Browns and give me the Browns.
0: Browns going to the Super Bowl. I'm locking it in,
2: baby. I've said it my whole life. I'm taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. I'm locking it in. <laughs> I'm locking it in, dude. They they shured up some things on defense. Now, listen –
0: I'll drink to that. In all,
2: hey, in all, in all seriousness, I think it. At, obviously, the Chiefs are the favorite, and I, and you know, the the realist in me is saying, the realist is saying it's gonna be the Chiefs, but I don't like going with everybody else. I'm gonna say, give me the Browns. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Who, So give me them. Okay. I don't know, though, man. I really so don't you know. The
0: brownies going to the Super Bowl. All right, all right. Over the Chiefs. So now let's let's go ahead and. Uh, Move on to your national football conference. No, no, no,
2: no, no, you do AFC. You do AFC, then we'll go. Oh,
0: you want me to go AFC? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. we're here. Give me the Bills in the East. That's a layup, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Now, here's what I think could happen. The Dolphins acquired Deshaun Watson.
2: You don't think Tua's the guy?
0: I think there's a chance that the Dolphins are going to acquire Sean Watson, Deshaun Watson. And
2: trade Tua to the, to the Houston?
0: No, but they T- have to the Houston what idiot to the Houston um no i think that that's a legitimate possibility you don't think the eagles go get him
2: they could i'd hate that
0: but i'm going to put it in now bills they're winning the division yeah they may even get a bye first round bye I think they 100% will get a first-round buy. I mean, they're, they're going to be the ones. And it hates... Let me. I have developed a
2: dislike for the Bills. And I thought about it today. I do not like the Bills. How? Well, first off, Cole Beasley's there. And that dude had nothing nice to say about Dallas when he left. And everybody else had nice things to say about Dallas. Except for, like, Martellus Bennett.
0: Mm-hmm. They didn't have anything nice to say about Dallas.
2: What? What? <laughs> no, also,
0: I know somebody that's a fan of them. They're just kind of outrageous. Um, they're the Bills Mafia, baby. They're they're Of course they're outrageous. They're lighting themselves on fire and jumping into banks of snow to put it out. There's yeah, nothing to do in Buffalo except root for the Bills. They got a guy leading them through the snow up there called Pinto Ron. He's an old man who's gone to every single game and just covers himself in ketchup and mustard <laughs> every Sunday. I mean, what do you want from these people? Okay, I'll take it back. A, no, yeah, you can live with that. No, They'll come just, for you. They, they will. will show up to your. They door. embarrassed
2: us on Thanksgiving a few years ago, and it really left the Bills
0: Mafia myself. will 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 come for you. I don't have to be the one. I to I don't. Tell you. It's not
2: that I hate them. I don't hate anybody, right? I I my my number one team that I do not like in the NFL is the Eagles, obviously, but I just I'm not a fan of the Bills, man. I just don't
0: like them. I love the Bills. We partied with the Bills Mafia when I was in Cleveland a couple years ago. Great fans. Maybe
2: hanging out with them will change my mind. Maybe Great when they people, come to Dallas, we'll find they like their... to
0: drink. They're lovable losers, and now is their time. And I hope nothing but the best for them. Unless, of course, it stops the Brownies from getting to the Super Bowl. Then, of course, I, I want the Browns to win. But yeah. um, go Bills Mafia. Let's see what happens. I think the Dolphins are going to steal a playoff spot. I picked We're the go- Bills
2: though. I picked the Bills. Keep that in mind. I did say Bills.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you did. You did. And I think they're going to be a first round buy. Now, the Dolphins, they are going to get in at a, at a wild-card spot. Okay. Um, regardless of whether or not they get Deshaun Watson, um, I do think Brian Flores is a good enough coach where he's going to win enough games and put them in the right position um, with that young team. They are going to go from not, not I think it was two years ago, they were probably the worst team in the league, yeah, um, to where they're going to go to the playoffs. I like him Brian Flores is a kick-ass I coach. like Brian Flores a lot. Uh, AFC West, of course, it's the Chiefs. I think the Chargers, they could also get a playoff spot. Yeah. I think that could definitely happen. Um, they're going to be one of the three wild card teams, um, but it's hands down the Chiefs, the Raiders. They're interesting. Um,
2: what if the Raiders traded for Deshaun?
0: I mean, they could, but they, they could. There's a lot of different things that would have to happen. I just think the only thing I'm predicting with Deshaun Watson at this point in time would be the Dolphins um and of course that has to happen after his victims his alleged victims i should say yeah um have their day in court that's a hell of a deal right there you know so it's a it's a messed up deal but the nfl has a way of overlooking these things if you're uh good enough yeah chargers they might get in um i'll go ahead and get get them in afc north brownies are going to win that division Probably going away. I think they could have a, a huge, huge year. Um, how huge? I think they could have 13 wins. They go 13 and four. You know, it's 17 game season. Yeah, 13 and four, huh? Yeah, I mean, they're in a lucky number 13. They really could. I really think so. I mean, they have the coach for it. Obviously, returning coach of the year. They have the backfield for it with uh, Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the best tandem. Uh, of running backs in the nfl of course baker mayfield he's coming off of a pretty good year the second half of his year especially was tremendous uh probably one of the best wide receiver cores in the league
2: you think odell's gonna be healthy
0: yeah and uh he's looking fast he's running he's making cuts he's doing well you got jarvis landry you got um oh man hollywood higgins you know, you got yeah. some players. You got uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, a six-round pick last year out of Michigan. He's a stud. He had a game-winning catch on the road against Cincinnati that, uh, you know, kept the Browns alive during that point in time. He he stepped up big. That was the same game that Odell Beckham went down with his ACL injury. Yeah. Um, trying to tackle somebody on an interception return. Donovan Peoples-Jones, as a rookie, came up big and won the game for him with a, with a tremendous end zone catch. Yeah. Um, the, the entire coaching staff is locked in. Stefanski has said that during these preseason games, during the fourth quarter, he's going to allow different coaches to be calling the game. Dude. You know, and that is coming from his experience last year of that wild card game against the Steelers when he had to sit out due to COVID. Yeah. And my prefer had to call the game and manage the game. And he was the head coach and he was a special teams coach. Um, and he and they kicked the shit out of the Steelers. Yeah, you know. So he's preparing for another season of anything could happen. Who knows? Who knows what's gonna what Delta. this world is gonna look like in uh, in November? Got know? the Delta variant released. The Delta variant. Yeah. Um.
2: So here's the biggest one of all, AFC South.
0: Well, I I also think the Ravens are gonna get into the playoffs. Yeah, it's a wild card. Yeah. I think the Steelers could be absolute dog shit. They could be a year away from being dog shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know yet, but they're definitely on the decline. They're
2: hyping them up a lot, too. They're on the
0: decline, man. And they're hyping them up because they're the Steelers, and they deserve that. And they've earned that recognition and that brand respect, you know. But the time has come. They're at the end of the road. You think this is
2: Ben's last year?
0: Uh, I think so. What did He signed something. Yeah, yeah. I think he may have signed a one-year deal. It's like
2: an NDA to say I'm out of here or
0: something. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Um, the Bengals are going to be trash just because they got to go up against the Browns and the, the Ravens. they got to play yeah. four of those games, you know, so it's, it's going to be tough. I think the, the Bengals could possibly get themselves to six wins. I think the Steelers could be an eight-win team. I think the Browns could be a big, you know, somewhere between 10 and 13 wins, and I think the Ravens could do the same. I think it will kind of come down to the last one or two weeks of the season for that AFC North, but I do think the Browns are going to get it. I think the Ravens are going to have a good year as well. Um, AFC South, I do think that the Titans are going to win that division, but they are not going to do it pretty. This is going to be an ugly division. Yeah, um, The Colts are going to be trash. They might make a resurgence, and they might even be able to get themselves into the playoffs. Um,
2: so are they your third wild card team? Or?
0: uh maybe so maybe. who's
2: it between them and who
0: it's probably going to be between them and maybe the Raiders I thought you were going to say Raiders you know like that third wildcard team it's like I mean you look at the teams that get into the playoffs already sometimes you know and it's like oh man I don't know that adding another team to the playoffs I've never really thought is that good of an idea but hey it's here I think the Titans are going to win that division. I also think that either one of those teams right there, the Colts or the Titans, could be that third wild-card spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, that Based on, hey, maybe Ellinger wins a few games. You know, if he's going to be oh, the, the actual, Colts, yeah. uh, you know, if he's going to be the quarterback for the first six weeks of the season, what's he going to oh, be? Holly. You know, so, and then, and then Carson Wentz gets back, and they still have another 11 weeks to go. It's a 17- game season, so the season is not lost, if that's the case. If he misses six weeks, then then it's not lost, but... Um, for he him might to be come ready back. for week
2: one, they said today, I think.
0: He may be ready for week one. We'll have to see. It's all very up in the air. I'll believe it when I see Why it give him. Carson why put
2: him out week one? I mean, why? Just give him week two, week three. I'll him-
0: believe it when I see it with that guy. It's been nothing but a shit show for him uh-huh. for the last, I don't know how long. And he, he just can't get it done. He can't stay healthy. He can't get it done. Um, he's turning into one of those players. And even when they won the freaking Super Bowl, it was Nick Foles, baby. You know? It's one of those things that you like.
2: You go through and look at, and you're just like, "What if?" But I know, I know. Like they say, big times. They're like, your first three, four games matter because if you start zero and three, you're like, "Oh, panic mode." But if you start three and zero, you're like, "Here we go." But also, just hold him out to week two if he's not that healthy. I mean, get him a hundred percent. Don't make him ninety percent. Get him a hundred percent. Let's go to NFC.
0: Yeah. Um, I also I would I'll have the Chiefs coming out of the, the the
2: West. Okay you're gonna do okay, you're gonna do Chiefs to win it all? Yeah.
0: Well Chiefs going to the Super, Super Bowl. Okay. You
2: think it's gonna be down to the Chiefs and Browns?
0: Yeah, I do. Okay. I do. So I there. think it'll be Chiefs, Browns. Um, and that'll actually be week one as well.
2: Y'all play the Chiefs week one?
0: Chiefs Browns, week one.
2: All right. Go so yeah. get a little preview. Oh, so let's say and you know, like I said, realist in me is saying Chiefs, but the optimist in me is saying Browns. So
0: Sure. Yeah, me too, for sure. But I mean, it's still Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, yeah. Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid. I
2: feel like people think fig- might figure them out. I mean, they're still going to do great. But don't you think they get the Browns'
0: defense, out? man? They they um they add a lot of pieces. They're a different team. That, that defense is a straight up different team. Um, it's a different unit out there. Different eleven guys. You got Miles Garrett, who's going to be even better than he was last year. Peppers. hopefully. Uh, Jul- Uh, no, no. Jabril Peppers. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he hasn't been on the team uh for quite some time. Well, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um <laughs> who am I thinking of? Y'all have a y'all have a corner that's really good.
0: Denzel Ward.
2: That's who I'm thinking of.
0: Yeah, we have Grant. Y'all traded Peppers
2: over there to New York, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. For we did. Odell. Yeah, hey, we're gonna cut that. Anyways.
0: Uh, <laughs> you edit that out. Um so,
2: but no, let's get an NFC. NFC. Here let's, we go. Let's, Run it down. Let's go. We'll go together this time on, on each we'll say west, north, east, north south together. And then our three playoff our th- we can go th- we'll, we'll take turns in our three wild cards. Let's start in the I want to get to the north later cuz I think the north I got a hot take about the north.
0: Let's start All right, you run down your your list and No, no, no we'll it. go
2: together. NFC South, I'm going to take I don't think the Saints will be I think Saints have too much of a quarterback battle and and too many questions right now. NFC South,
0: give me Tampa Bay. It's not even close. Give me Tampa Bay. It's not even close. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay all the way. I think I mean, Carolina the only, I think Carolina is Yeah, the only other competent team in there is going to be the Panthers, right? I
2: think they're going to surprise some people, but they m- probably they're not going to win the. I mean, what do you got,
0: Sam Darnold?
2: Yeah, I think they're going to surprise some people cuz they got Christian McCaffrey.
0: McCaffrey doesn't win games though. McCaffrey wins fantasy leagues. Yeah. McCaffrey doesn't win football games. That's
2: true. All right, who do you have in the you have the you have Tampa Bay in the South. It's
0: not even close. It's Tampa Bay okay. and I don't think either of those other three teams are sniffing the playoffs. NFC West. NFC West, we are gonna go with the Rams. Really? Yeah,
2: I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the undercard here. I don't think the 49ers are there yet. Too much of a quarterback battle, and I don't think you can get Trey Lance ready that fast. And if Garoppolo is, gets hurt, you know it's hard to get Trey Lance. Trey Lance could be great, but you don't know. It's unknown.
0: Yeah, people are saying um, he's he's looking good.
2: Yeah. So is it come down to Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals? I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the undercard here and I'm gonna say the Cardinals are gonna have a damn good year. I Think Cardinals
0: are winning the division? I
2: think Cardinals are winning that division. They
0: got DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. They got JJ Watt on the front.
2: Cardinals are winning that division.
0: Yeah. Let them have it, man. Raise a little hell out west.
2: So um who do you have?
0: Rams? Sto- I got the Seahawks uh, getting into the wild card.
2: Okay, but Rams, Rams are your lock. Yeah, okay. lock it in. Okay. NFC North. I have a hot take about this, but you go first. Packers. Okay.
0: Yeah. I have a hot take. I mean, they were just in the uh, NFC Championship game. They were one first down away from really making some noise and probably going to the Super Bowl. They just couldn't quite get it done. I think the Packers. Well, Scotty Miller got behind their safeties right yeah. before halftime, and then there you go. The rest is history. So
2: Packers are, Packers are a lock, I think, but I don't. I don't think that they are a lock anymore. I think there's been too much ambiance going on this offseason with them. That's going to create a lot of contr- That's created a lot of controversy with them, and Aaron Rodgers just stirred up a lot of shit.
0: I think they could win the whole motherfucking thing.
2: I don't, I don't at all, because of all this, all the stuff that's happened in the offseason. That that's infectious, man. That is that is a that's an infectious thing. You have people that may not want to be there anymore, and they might still do. I mean, I could be wrong, but when you have something like that that lingers on that long. I mean, it's not healthy. I mean.
0: Did you hear Aaron Rodgers? um, He trashed him. You heard his press conference? Yes. I thought that was great. Maybe we'll play that um, coming out of the, before we talk a little baseball, and that'll be our last thing. Yeah. Um, Here in about two minutes, we'll play the Aaron Rodgers audio. It's going
2: to come down between Green Bay and the Vikings. Give me Green Bay as a lock, but be be weary of Green Bay this year. They could be great. Don't get me wrong. They could be great, but they could have some behind-the-scenes issues go on. So give me Green Bay. Uh, And then NFC East.
0: Go ahead. NFC East, give me the Cowboys. Well, thank you. I think they're going to be – it's going to be the NFC East again. They're going to be a bad team. The Washington Redskins – or the Washington football team – cut that out. The Washington football (laughs) team, um, they are going to be a wild card team. I think their defense is going to be strong. I also think that the Bears – are going to be a wild card team.
2: Andy Dalton or
0: Justin, Justin Fields. Fields? Okay. Give me Justin Fields. Another prediction I'd like to make. Oh, hang on. We're not on the wild card yet, but. Oh, I thought we were. I, I haven't, done, we my East. Going I haven't done my NFC East yet. Oh, okay, okay, okay.
2: Okay, my NFC East team is going to come between Cowboys and Redskins. I mean, football team.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm a fan. Don't of say both. Cleveland Indians either.
2: Give me the Cowboys, baby. But di- I, I mean, I'm obviously I, I know anything can happen. I'm I'm going to this season. Let me let me tell the people. I'm going to this season with zero expectations, and I hope I hope they do great. But I have zero expectations. But I'm pumped. Like I'm pumped. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. It's football time. Um, but give me them. Oh, let's go wild card though. What what's your what's your prediction?
0: My prediction. Um, the three wild card teams. I'm gonna have the Seahawks. They're gonna be. Uh, one wild card team, the Washington football team, and the Bears. Justin Fields. Give me the give me the Seahawks, the football team,
2: and. dang it kind of pains me to do this,
0: but give me the Vikings. So you, oh my god, I have a lot to say about the Vikings. But you think that the Rams are going to miss the playoffs altogether?
2: I think that division is so loaded. That it's gonna come down to only two of them making it.
0: Matt Stafford,
2: Matt, they're great. They're, don't get me wrong, Rams might defense. Have, Rams might have a great year, and they might win the division.
0: We need to write these things down. We need to. Um, we'll post this when we post yeah. this episode. We will. We will also um, try to interact with some people yeah. about these sports predictions. But um,
2: the man, the I Rams. Think that's
0: crazy. I think the Rams are gonna be kick ass. I actually have them winning the Super Bowl.
2: Actually, take my Seahawks. Take this, not my Seahawks. Take the Seahawks out of the wild card. Give me the Rams. Seahawks, again, like the Aaron Rodgers deal, they've had too much stuff happen in the offseason that people didn't really buy into that, that Russell Wilson thing. I bought into it full speed about They're Russell They're trying
0: to Wilson. get an offensive lineman signed right now. They're
2: having issues, man. They're yeah. just issues. And Pete Carroll's been around a lot. He's been to Super Bowls. He's great. But at some point, they need an update. Yeah, yeah. And so give me, give me Rams. Give me, dude, I'm going with the wild card. Give me the Cardinals, man, to win that division.
0: Okay. Take them, take the birds. I'm
2: taking the birds. Ka-ka.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the Eagles are gonna be trash. Giants are gonna be trash. Um, yeah. Joe Judge, I think that guy's uh, Jason Garrett hot is an sack sack offensive of garbage.
2: Jason Garrett is offensive coordinator.
0: Yeah. Um, let's get to baseball. We will get into baseball. One last note: the Vikings. There's gonna be some issues there. Kirk Cousins is an anti-vaxxer, which I don't care. Yeah. how who Whatever you want to do, I could give a rat's ass. You think he's going to get COVID? Unfortunately, a lot of people in the NFL do, and the NFL itself cares a lot. Yeah. And if you're the quarterback of a team, it's a big deal. That's true. And he's already had to miss four days of practice, like in week one of training camp due of to the a COVID close deal? contact. Oh. And... So there is going to be, this is going to be a dominating storyline throughout the season. I think he could miss time due to COVID. And as we know, the NFL has come out and said, if you miss a game due to COVID, you're not getting a game check. You're going to have to forfeit the game as a loss if you were the one that caused it. And it's a whole deal. So this is going to be an issue as it already has been. And it already has been dominating storylines up in Minnesota this year. Um, I think we'll continue to see that, and it'll it'll turn into something big. But yeah, um, the Vikings they're they're in for a rough one.
2: I just think that they have Dalvin Cook and they have Thielen and they have Justin Jefferson. Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson looks, love that guy. He looks like a stud. Yeah. And So I just I, I'm giving them benefit of the doubt. I could be wrong. I, you know, my predictions I could be dead wrong on some of them, which I'm just trying to be kind of I'm trying to give the underdogs a little bit of a chance here. But you know, maybe Vikings in a wild card,
0: bro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Okay, um, we will make sure to put this out there on Twitter. Um, Here's Aaron Rodgers talking about what his problems were.
4: Uh, A lot of things have transpired. This wasn't, uh, you know, a draft day thing. You know, Uh, this was uh, started with a conversation in February um, At the season ended. And I just expressed, you know, my desire to be uh, more involved in conversations that directly affected my job. Um, Also, uh, I wanted to help the organization maybe learn from them some of the mistakes in the past, in my opinion, about the way that some of the uh, outgoing veterans were treated. um, And just the fact that we didn't retain uh, a number of uh, players that I felt like were core players to our foundation, our locker room, high character guys. I'm talking about Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, James Jones, um, John Kuhn, Brett Goode, TJ Lang, Brian Balaga, Casey Hayward, Micah Hyde, guys who were, you know, exceptional players for us, but great locker room guys, high character guys, many of them who weren't offered a contract at all or were extremely low-balled, or were, you know, maybe in my opinion, not uh, given the respect on the way out that guys of their status and stature and high character deserved. Um, And then it kind of progressed from there into a commitment for the 2021 season and beyond. Uh, That really wasn't uh, given at any time. So for me, I had to assess the situation, not necessarily wanting to be a lame-duck quarterback, especially after an MVP season, which I think you can understand. Um, And then the other part uh, in in February was wanting to be a part of conversations involving free agents, uh, which has never happened in my career. Um, You know, I've I've trained with a number of NFL guys most of my career in the off-seasons, um my agency athletes first has had a number of high draft picks over the years Uh, i've tried to pass along information um, hasn't really been uh used shall we say Um, so i wanted to offer my services as a recruiter you know uh and i think we can all understand you know green bay isn't uh, uh you know, a huge vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me, uh, to play with our team, and and knowing that they can win a championship here. And the fact that I haven't been used in those discussions was one I wanted to change moving forward. And I felt like based on my years, uh, the way I can still play, that that should be a natural part of the conversation. Um, As that progressed from that point, nothing really changed on that front. So we got into March and the conversation changed Um, as I felt like, uh, if you can't commit to me past 2021 and I'm not a part of recruiting process and for agency, if I'm not a part of the future, then instead of letting me be a lame duck quarterback, if you want to make a change and move forward, then go ahead and do it. Um, That obviously didn't happen. Uh, Like I said, it wasn't a draft day thing. There were conversations for uh, a number of months leading up to that post the draft. I think what basically happened was then they said uh, You know, we'll we'll give you some we'll give you some money now. Let's see if we can throw some money at you I said from the start it wasn't about the money Um, Obviously I didn't show up for the offseason program or minicamp to me it was bigger than this it was about uh, trying to be a resource for the organization that I care about and love so much. Um, so when the money came at me, the other part is, the backstory to that is, you know, after the season, there was a part of me that did think that there would be conversation about an extension, you know, based on my cap number this season, next season. It seemed natural based on the way I played to at least have a conversation about it. It wasn't a conversation.
2: So there's that Aaron Rodgers audio. That was great. That's
4: that's uh some mind-boggling stuff.
0: It's really interesting to hear. You don't have an opportunity to hear an athlete who currently works for that organization just completely dress them down like that.
2: Yeah, man. Um, as I, said, as I think this is another conversation for another day because there's so many things to be said about it. But like I said earlier, I think it's going to cost some things throughout the season. I think they'll be great, but it's going to cause some issues. I think they're not going to be as, as dominant – I mean, they're going to be dominant. They're not going to be as in sync as they were last year because, you know, there's got to be some resentment between Rogers and
0: LaFleur. Um, yeah, could be the case. I think they're going to have uh, a Michael Jordan last dance type situation. That could be it, too. You know, so we'll see. Time will tell. Uh, moving on to our last note of the day. This we, is Major League Baseball.
2: But should we tell them about the Twitter first?
0: Uh, go ahead, Cameron. What is it? It's at
2: L-T-W-N pod p-o-d
0: last thing we need pod yes l-t-w-n pod at l-t-w-n-pod
2: last thing we need pod we'll have a logo here soon y'all give us a follow anything you want us to bring up in the in the show we'd love to we'd love to talk about it and debate it and give you a shout out so
0: if you have ideas of, of what you want us to talk about um on the next episode like for instance in our last episode Uh, We found out that Cameron has a fear of pooping in public.
2: Yeah, man. I talked about that today, actually. Yeah, so,
0: I mean, anything goes. Anything goes on the last thing we need. So, the last thing for today is Major League Baseball. And it's not so much about the records or the ins and the outs. I'm sure it'll be fun for us to follow the playoffs once that comes around here in about a month Mm -hmm. um, or two months. But, no, this is going to be more for what's coming up tomorrow. Today is Wednesday, August 11th. Tomorrow, Wednesday, or Thursday August the 12th will be the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville, Iowa. Yep. Do you have any idea what this is all about?
2: Uh if it's like last year they're going to build a field of dreams in Iowa.
0: What the hell happened last year? I thought they did it last year. Oh. I don't Did they do that last year? Four. No, so th- <laughs> this game is going to be like I said played in Dyersville, Iowa. They're playing in it. It is the White Sox versus the New York Yankees. That's a good game. Um, the field. Are you? Uh, here's what I'm getting at here, and here's what I want to talk about. This. Are you familiar with the Field of Dreams? Never seen it, but I know, I'm familiar with the concept. The Kevin Costner 1989 film. Yeah. If If you build it, they will come. So, what do you know? Tell me what you know about the Field of Dreams. Well, I heard
2: today somebody talking about how isn't it Ghost or something.
0: Go ahead. Is there, like there's ghosts? Give me your best synopsis of what you think the Field of Dreams is about.
2: I feel like they built a field for baseball in the middle of nowhere, and they said if you build it, they will come, and the people came to watch or to play and to watch. But I feel like if I, what I heard today, the people that are playing are actually ghosts.
0: Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, Kevin Costner. I think his name is Ray in the movie. Are the spectators ghosts? I don't think so. So how do they see the people playing? I don't really remember. This is weird. Like, I feel like there was traffic. Like, real life traffic. And they were selling hot dogs and stuff like that. Um, All right. I don't know, man. It was a weird movie. You should go watch it. I probably will. Maybe watch it tonight. And do
2: a synopsis next pod over it.
0: Yeah, and give me your review over Field of Dreams because I really liked it. As a kid, I always thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, he goes around and, and it's basically like the ghost of baseball's past. You know, um, he gets to talk to Doctor Archibald Moonlight Graham. You okay. know, who got the, he He's like this character who had a cup of coffee in the in the major leagues. You know, is barely in there. But um, it's a farmer who builds a farm who or, or builds a baseball field out in the middle of nowhere. Because the voice told him to, if you build it, they will come. Every time
2: I hear that, you know what it reminds me of?
0: Children of the Corn. No, the bench warmers. That
2: (laughs)
3: scene.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. So, I don't know. I enjoyed the movie. Um, Watched it a lot when I was a kid. Heck yeah. But tomorrow um, in Dyersville, Iowa, they are playing on a field made out of um in the middle of nowhere
2: this is tomorrow for us
0: tomorrow for us this is august thursday august the 12th yankees white Sox. i'm looking forward to watching it i've been watching some coverage on mlb network and is it looking good it's looking cool it's just one of those cool things that i'm gonna look it up i'm kind of excited about you know they basically are are just like this isn't about you know wins and losses this is about the game and it's like yeah some of that stuff is cool sometimes this will be the, the first regular season game ever played in Iowa.
2: Oh, there's corn out there.
0: There's corn, man. It's Iowa. Of course there's corn. That's all their damn is out there. That's pretty neat. Yeah, Miguel Cairo is going to be coaching the White Sox. Tony LaRussa, he's going to Tampa Bay for the funeral of his brother-in-law. So, that kind of sucks. Nobody Carlos sucks. Radon, he was supposed to pitch, but he went on the I.L., He's going to be replaced by the one and only former Texas Ranger great, former St. Louis Cardinal great, Mr. Lance Lynn. Really? And it is so fitting that Lance Lynn gets to go out to a farm and just throw fastballs and hopefully just holds the Yankees to like one or two runs and they win the game. Honestly, this is the one time I may ever be rooting for the White Sox. I'm a a, – what formerly used to be known as the Indians. I'm a Cleveland baseball fan. And oh, the Gladiators. The Guardians. Guardians.
2: You see how much did I realize what their name change was?
0: Yeah, it's pretty dumb. But guardians. Whatever. I don't know. I'm excited about it. I love Lance Lynn. I think it's cool that they're doing this for the movie, and I think it's cool that they're doing it for Major League Baseball.
2: What are they guardianing in?
0: So, actually, in Cleveland, um, there are two statues going, looking over some bridge, and they're like the, they're called the Guardians of Transportation.
2: Alright. Well, here we are.
0: Yeah. So, we got that going for us.
2: Well, I think this is a great spot for us today. I think we got a lot of content, and I think that this has been a good good start.
0: Yeah, that'll be fun.
2: Hell of a start. Hey, it's only up from here.
0: It's only up from here, man. We got the first one in the books. This is no longer the lost episode.
2: This is now the found episode and recovered. This is like recovery from Eminem. Mm-hmm. Recovery.
0: Yeah. And I'm looking forward to talking about Hard Knocks Episode 2 next time.
2: I'm pumped about it. Hey, give my boy McCarthy a chance, man. Just
0: give him a ch- keep an open mind. I'll give him a chance. I really appreciate that you put the Browns in the Super Bowl. You're welcome. And uh, who do you have winning the whole damn thing?
2: I don't know yet. I just don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. I just, dude,
2: this is just such a weird year. I feel like there's a lot of talented teams this year. Honestly, it's just hard to
0: tell. Are itself. you locking in for the Cardinals all the way? Or is it the Cam- Cam- camera <laughs> Cardinals this year?
2: I'm I'm locking in for my boy Kyler, man. Okay. From right down the road in Allen, Texas.
0: Okay. All right, man. (laughs) Cardinals, it is for you. Dude, I just
2: can't. I I fucking need to take one just underdog that people are doubting. They got JJ. Mm -hmm. They got Chandler Jones.
0: We got preseason football coming up this weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit in our next episode next week. I just don't look forward to preseason, but we'll talk about it. Well, yeah. I mean, we're going to go over some storylines. I'm sure there'll be some injuries and... Yeah, and they'll like be that. like I'm not know. gonna break down the, the game and be like, oh well. Yeah, <laughs> this, this One we so for four. He, he threw for twenty five yards. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But uh high school football starting up as well. Dude, dude I, I know. think we should go to a couple big time games.
2: Dude, we could. I I know some I know Ryan's looking they're they're talking about Ryan being I don't think Ryan's gonna be as good as they were last year the one state because there's a lot of they had a lot of seniors leave. Yeah. And went to college, to play big, big, big boy football. But there's a lot of big games around. Right? We go to some big stadiums dude. I wish
0: Quinn Ewers didn't uh leave. Dude. I would have gone and seen him.
2: What a, what a, we'll talk about on that him. next
0: time as well. I yeah. think that's pretty interesting. But uh um, I'm taking
2: I'm taking you to a Sooner Game this year. Mark my words. We're going to a Sooner good. Game and we'll have fun.
0: Sounds good, man. All right. Till next time.
2: Last thing we need. Signing off.